Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/spoken today. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Goldberg! He's ready! Oh, yeah! It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. Back after uh, a short absence, because my voice took a short absence. We are back using the power of the internet and your ears. In 1996, the height of wrestling popularity in the mid-90s. Who be we? I'd be fake Geordie and ready to present with that portfolio. Tom Campbell by my, my side, resident WCW Nitro kid, Sam Driver. How you doing, Sam? All right. It's a lovely you, face. It's, it's the spoopy edition, Tom. Ooh. Hall- we should have put some Halloween decor should have done, up, yeah. shouldn't we? Should have done. It's the last episode before the Halloween. Bollocks. Fucking Halloween why, bollocks. Why do I only ever remember shit last minute? <laughs> I get that. It's fucking, it, it's everything in life, man. <laughs> everything in life is just, it's like, I, I, we, when we, we get to LA, it's like, oh God, shit, we got to get a fucking airport transfer because obviously we can't just walk from LA to where we're going to be staying because it's like 10 metric miles of fucking city or whatever in between. And that I just completely forget about it. It pops in my head before and it's like, I'm in the middle of a render and I'm in the middle of my, making notes. Why the fuck are you jumping in my head now? And then you look at it, it's like $160 for an Uber. Oh. So fuck that. If anybody out there has Jeez. any tips on getting the fuck out of LA toward the Hollywood region, uh, sorry, getting the fuck out of LAX toward the Hollywood region, let me know. Because uh, I think I land at like eight o'clock. I would have just done the fucking the, um, metro. But I don't really want to be on the metro fucking like nine, half nine or full fucking well, cases. Metro's in Newcastle, mate. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. I can't exactly have the fucking... It's just not the same. There's no North Shields, Meadowell or Percy, mate. South, South Shields, does it stop <laughs> at Hollywood, Lee? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, two two weeks time you'll be in you'll be drinking in LA. Yeah, oh, man, what a fucking song, Brand Van Three Thousand. Yes, can you please, when you are drinking in LA, just send me a little video going. What the hell am I doing? I'll I'll, I'll do it in the middle of the rainbow. I'll do it in the middle of the rainbow and then promptly probably get punched out for you. And then shout, hi, my name is Stereo Mike. If they if they if I fall backwards into Lemmy's stool, that's when I'll shout (laughs) that's when I'll shout hi. And I'll knock his fruit machine off the off the the bar. And then that if I can just capture that moment for you, that'll be worth getting banned from Mecca. Absolutely. (laughs) I am buzzing for you to go to LA. I I never thought I'd get to go. So I'm yeah, uh, I know, I'm, I'm really hyped. We're going to go see Friendship, which is going to be awesome. And we're going to do Universal. We're going to do a lot of hiking, do some beach. I'm debating taking my trucks, Tom. Ooh. 
Not my, not my, I just trucks as in like little cars, like trucks as skateboard trucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking, <laughs> Although I did like the idea briefly of people thinking, it's, just it's like, okay, well, I can buy, I can buy a cheap deck out there and maybe get it back in one of the cases. If I take it all apart, but will you but, have any issues customs wise getting you? I shouldn't, shouldn't have any issues custom wise. I'm gonna find out, but it's it's more like just to skate along the waterfront. I'm not gonna mm. be able to fucking skate at Venice Beach properly. Like there's actual skateboarders there that can do shit. Mm. I can just stand around going, "Whoa, fucking hell! I can't do any of that." I'm gonna go over here and push. Maybe a cheeky ollie. <laughs> oh, oh, put that bottle down. Oh, ollied over it. Yeah. I want you to fall in with a bad gang. I'll probably fall <laughs> off <Skateboard>. and <laughs> smash my face open because I'm do now over well. the age of thirty. And so anytime you fall off a skateboard, that's it. It's the end of your life. <laughs> I fucking, I, cause I used to have like, I used to have bones, reds, bearings, and they're pretty good. Um, I've got ceramic bearings now and it's in like, okay, I've got to push less. So that's good, but they're so fast. And I've not been on a skateboard in like 15 years when I got it. And I just put it down and it started just rolling away from me a little faster than usual. And I was like, okay. And then with the additional weight I was carrying at the time as well, that didn't help. But just kind of doing the little one, two step up, jump on, it just went are you straight having, off. Are you doing a little bit of practice? <laughs> uh, there's a load of flat behind my house. I might I might just have a cheeky bit practice this weekend. I think you should before you get to Venice Beach. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm in or around Venice Beach, I'm probably going to be staring at people going, wow, <laughs> uh, I'm going to stay here until 2 a.m. when I can roll into this bowl once and fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I I just want to skate a bowl, man. Like I've never skated a bowl before in my life because we don't really have fucking. We've got if you go to an indoor skate park, you get like a half bowl. Yeah. But there's never really any round here when I was growing up that had full bowls or like pool set up type like parks. So I don't know. I just want to fucking. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, there was exhibition park, obviously, but again, everybody there was good, and it was so fucking busy all the time. You just couldn't skate. You want to go when it's dead quiet. And Which it'll never be. I, I I literally just want to be able to go skate across the 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 long ass fucking. You know, you see the the massive paved straight paths like along all the fucking beaches. If I can just like two three big pushes and just ride, I'll Palm be happy. Trees all yeah. overhead. Cocaine. A bit of coke. Boats. You know. Cocaine boats. Uh, like a, a nice pastel pink suit. Oh yeah. mate, you look great. Yeah, aviators. You look Kalashnikov. Scarface, man. I know that was Miami, but it, it's still America. I, <laughs> a, a British man was arrested today. Shot at me just like... <laughs> His last words were, I'm living all my dreams at once. Shut up. He's trying to shoot coconuts out of the trees. We told <laughs> him there were no coconuts in the trees and he wouldn't listen. <laughs> I just want the fucking coconut. Before you go, because before you go away, you're, you're, you're working on a little project. And we talked about it before we came in, and I want you to share it because because it, it, it fascinates <laughs> me because I'm uh, I'm I'm a bit thick, so it I, fascinates me. I found like when I was moving, I found my old iPod Classic seventh gen, like the the last iPod Classic they did. Excellent. It was a bit crap. It was a good iPod. I loved it, but it, it was a bit crap because it had like an eighty gig hard drive, and back then it was like, wow, I can fit so much compressed bollocks onto this, um, and you'd have terrible audio quality and everything. Uh, but now. I've stripped out the hard drive. I, I just yeah, took it apart, broke the screen by accident, and was like, well, if I'm going to replace the screen, I may as well get a flash cart for it. So then I ripped out the hard drive, put in a flash cart that takes four SD cards, 
and now there's a terabyte of memory on it. It has to run its own special firmware, um, but yeah, I can just play. I mean, you, you're not like you're going to get full flack, like lossless quality through those headphones and like that little nub in connector mm. thing, but it's all on there. And it's all stored there. So all of my digital music I can now get in uncompressed quality if I've got any of it still on my hard drives, which I'm just kind of frantically running around going, oh my God, I've got all my purchases from there and I've got this. Uh, So it's all just sort of going on there, but I'm just using it. It's sort of like when I buy vinyls now, I only buy vinyls if it's like an album I really like. Mm. Um, And like, I I won't buy CDs because I don't have a CD player, but I'll buy a vinyl if I really like it. So if it's like a digital thing, I've got that now. I can get, or I can take, you know, rips of my own vinyls and put it on there. And it's just a weird little fucking stupid project that it's a great project it, it's 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 just been i i really i think initially just wanted to change the faceplate of it it was like oh i quite fancy a one with a gold front a black back and like a gold dial and now it, it turned into this so but it's, it's the same amazing. with the dreamcast when it was like oh i'll put in the the flash reader and it's sort of i just find old tech and i get I feel a bit bad for it because I'm one of those people where I feel like inanimate objects have feelings for some reason. Um, and I'm like, oh, you're just sitting there doing nothing. So now I've got, you know, offline music if I ever need it. So I guess for the flight, that's going to be handy. Oh, God, yeah. Flight sometimes has Spotify, but it's Air France and I've never flown long haul with Air France. So I have no fucking idea. You're better off having as much stuff offline as you well, can. Well, that and yeah, it's case. just there and it fits. It's tiny. So it just fits in your, bo- uh, in your pocket. Whoa, spitty. Um, boy. I'm just going to rub my spit into the mic there. Ooh, lovely bit of ASMR for you. you mm. Spit rubbage. Hi, I'm spit rubbage. <laughs> Our top story, a British man was arrested. Um, now, I'm fascinated by it because yeah. it's it's you, one of these things that you, you hear about people doing, but you never know anyone yeah. that does it. Like, I spent I spent Saturday night, like, picking my toenails and eating pizza. Yeah, well, I do that in between. But, like, it was sort of last <laughs> night, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I've got everything in there, but it won't recognize the terabyte. And I sat at, like, 7 o'clock. It was like, right, I'll take all the cards out, reformat them. Didn't need to do any of that bollocks, so just wasted, like, three hours of my life. But then I think I looked over, and it was like, it's 11 o'clock, Sam. You've not had any dinner or tea. Mm. <laughs> was like, I'm just going to go have some cornflakes, and then I'll go to bed. <laughs> Do you do you hyperfixate? Yeah, so like it's it's it, you give me any old tech, I'll I'll work out a way to open it and have a look at it and clean it or replace parts. So like my old consoles, I like to take out the power supplies and stuff because quite a lot of the time the capacitors are like fucked. So like if you've got like an old Sega in particular, Jesus Christ, just rip out all of that, put in a new PSU because it takes like ten minutes. It's not as hard as it looks, and usually there's no soldering. You just kind of clip it all in, and that's it. And it, Ned, you know, it's got extended life, and it's going to be great, and it's not going to heat up as much. Um, but I'll, I'll just hyperfixate on things. So yeah, I'll find things, and and I'll just get into it. And then one problem leads to another, and it's like you ever see Markham in the middle, where Hal's got to fix the light, mm. and the, the show cut. I think the show starts with him like getting home and then he closes the car door and then he notices an oil leak under the car and then he goes under the car and then he's like right I've got to go to the garage to find this and he turns the light on in the garage but the light's broken in the garage so then he goes to the kitchen and it just one thing leads to another I've had days and then <laughs> fucking like Lois comes home and she's like I thought I told you to fix the light and he's like under a car on a jack with like a blowtorch just going <laughs> like I'm working on it <laughs> I like that being your weekend That's I like that more than anything I, I, I wish it wasn't I wish I <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish I didn't hyperfixate. Um, but yeah, that, that's sort of what happens in my brain. I'll just sort of go, ooh, iPod, let's work out how to put a terabyte in you. And it'll probably only ever get used on long trips. That'll be it. But it's useful, though. Yeah, until I forget about it again. And then it goes back in a drawer. And then I'll find, like, because one of my mates has still got one of my old Sega Saturns that I'm going to get back off him because I know how to do the PSU now. And I'm going to just take all that and fucking... There's just a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> I got caught keeping a secret from my wife to be. Oh yesterday. shit! I said it's not. Oh. As, it's not as terrible. It's not as terrible as oh, you think it Tom. is. Oh, Tom! It's not as terrible as the way it might be. I'm a bit impulsive sometimes. So I murdered somebody. So I so I killed a man. <laughs> Put a gun against his head. Pull the trigger. Now he's dead. Um, I uploaded it to Live Leak. It's called One Radio Presenter. <laughs> didn't like him anyway. One microphone. I wanted his show. <laughs> Put those roller skates at the top of the stairs. Um, I, I, I sometimes I'm a bit impulsive with things. Yes. And whereas Alex is a bit more pragmatic and takes long to think about mm -hmm. it. Do we need that? Oh, you know, is that the best deal we can get? Let me look online. Da, da, yeah. Da, 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 da. And um, I'm just like, just, just do just it. Just pay for it. Get yeah. it done. <laughs> I mean, this, this was free. Yeah. So what happened was... Um, there was, I'm on this Facebook page for where I live, and a guy said, I've got this 32-inch TV. I've got 700 McDonald's straws, oh! plastic, going free. Do you want them? Wish I thought of that. That's I have 100 it. McDonald's straws in my house after one drunken night out. Don't know how they got there, but they're in my house. Anybody wants plastic straws? Hit me up. There Pound a pop. Look at you destroying the planet. <laughs> Feel your plastic. But he was he put a thing on, on, on the Facebook page where we live saying, 32-inch TV, yeah. free. Yeah. And I was like, and, and before my brain had processed, do we need uh -huh. it? Where do we put it? I'd already gone, Cheers, I've man. DM'd you. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he went, yeah, great. I'll meet you outside and pick it up. I was like, cool. And I'm still going, what am I going to do with this? I, but it's like a 32 inch TV, yeah. slightly older model, mm -hmm. Sony Bravia. And I thought, oh, I could do something with that. It's a good brand, though. It's a good brand. Very good brand. Good brand. And um, but I thought, I'll, and then I thought, oh, should I tell Alex? I said, no, no, I'll, I'll just get it. And then I'll. <laughs> Pick it up, just, and I'll just no. It's just cutting just just before you advance. It's cutting in my head to you now. Alex is on her way home, and somehow, like in a Hollywood dramatic style, you can hear her footsteps echoing <laughs> down the corridor. And you're like, "Oh God, what do I do? What do I do?" And you're like trying to hide this TV. You're covering it in sheets. You're throwing it in a cupboard. She walks through the door, and you're like, "All right." It got even better than <laughs> it was. Even better than that. Alex and I had roughly finished at the same time on this day, and I knit round to the guy's house to pick up the TV. <laughs> By this time, I thought, I'll put it in the spare room. I can mount it to the wall. It'd be quite nice to have a telly in the spare room, because sometimes yeah. we, we've only got one TV in our house. We made a decision to go, let's not have a TV in the bedroom, because then you know we don't spend as much time together. We don't sleep as well. Yes. And I was like, that's a good shout. But sometimes it'd be nice to have a TV in the, spare, in the, in the bedroom. So I thought, I've got this, and then I've got that. I can put that in there. And also, when we come to move out, the TV that we've got in our home, I believe, belongs to the landlord. So we can take this so one with us. Yeah. So we've got to start a TV. And even if it's, don't want to sell it online. So all yeah. this I thought about, and I, and, I, and I picked it up, I carried it back, and I'd got in the lift, and uh, I shut the door. The door then opened... And it was Alex. <laughs> and I'm holding this big TV. <laughs> Just looking like you've stolen the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what have you done? It's like, I was going to surprise you. <laughs> and she's got this other box with a TV in it. <laughs> so now we've got four TVs. I'm surprised you didn't try and Mr. Bean it with a white sheet. Just... <laughs> <laughs> 
But I do her head in because she'll go, because she'll go like, why have you got it for? And I'll go, I don't know yet. I said, why did you get it then? Do you know where my brain you know immediately went? I think I do. You think you know where you're Tom, putting it. give me that TV. <laughs> pay for the pay for the wood. Pay for the wood. Give me the TV. I'll build you an arcade cabinet. Because <laughs> oh! I've been wanting to do one for a while. Can you turn it into a terabyte iPod? For Although it'll be a, shame, a waste of Bravia. If you can find a shit a telly. Go in, yeah. Because I I want to make I, well the first ones you can make. If you get like a like a monitor like that, you can make like a bar top one, yeah. and they're super fucking easy to make. <laughs> but I just want to make one. But that's why my brain straight away went. It's like, oh shit, free TV, make an arcade well, machine. I'll keep an eye out. I don't have fucking space for one. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be able to just... fucking move that bastard that big. Like absolutely not. My brain's just I'll do it, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will keep an eye because on the odd occasion, if you're dead quick on the face, I've set it now to a little reminder when someone Please posts don't. In there. I don't need any more projects. <laughs> Can you make me? I'll be on when to you like, come back. I'll, I'll be on to, I don't know, like a fucking mini disc player by the time I get back from. <laughs> like, Tom, I found this. Brilliant. They don't make mini discs anymore. <laughs> I can still buy blank ones on eBay. I had to explain to Alex what a laser disc was. Oh, uh, see, that is my holy grail right Whoa. now. Was I, I like VHSs, and I've got a few very nice VHSs from Adam from Duplicates he had. So I'm going to have a few little VHSs mm. here and there for set dressing when I finally, finally get around to setting up my fucking home stream setup. But the pride and joy would be a laser disc. The the hey, do you want to watch ET? Yeah, let me just get it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this just huge fucking CD. Yeah, and then hilarious. it's like let me just press the open button, <laughs> and this giant like fucking kitchen drawer opens, and you just drop it down into it, and it goes, <laughs> and then you load it in. But that was the best fidelity you could have on on like visuals i think even when dvd was around for a bit it was better Still than dvd really yeah strong but yeah as you say like it's so cumbersome it's basically like if you're a borrower putting a dvd in yeah if you want to feel like a borrower putting a dvd <laughs> but in, it, get a laser there are there are wwf releases like wrestlemania one got a laser disc release and stuff so i'd be fascinated to see the quality of it oh, yeah. compared to to other sort i mean it's only going to be it's dependent entirely on the cameras and the equipment they shot it on but like there got to be some juicy, juicy additionals. Laserdisc because fucking laserdisc cost, cost as much as VHS initially cost. It'd be like, oh yeah, you want ET? Yeah, a hundred quid, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what a hundred quid? But you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah, think about that. You used to have to go to the cinema to watch it or wait for it to come on telly. No, not you. You can watch Beauty and the Beast. All whenever you want, <laughs> you can even pause it. Like that, the fucking the price you used to have to pay for that leisure. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm just. <laughs> I like the idea of the love laserdisc having extras that we've never seen. Maybe that's the only way we do physical cultaholic releases is oh, laserdisc. Because be WWE aren't gonna have a laserdisc machine. They're all HD and 8K now. They'll have thrown all that kit out. So if we release it all on that, they'll have nothing to play it on to prove what we're selling. The perfect crime. <laughs> the perfect crime. We just need all of you to buy laserdisc players. Laser discs and floppy discs. That's oh, it. I'd love to see I'd, I want to see the return of the cassette tape. Cassettes are slowly sort of coming back as a novelty. I, I don't think they'll ever return like vinyl has. Because uh, vinyl's just its own beast, and it's sort of got a special quality to it. But I, I miss cassettes as well. But if you kind of find a, a lot of bands now, when you do pre-orders for um, new albums or tours or stuff, keep an eye on like the additional shit when you're paying your nine grand to Ticketmaster for that gig at the City Hall. Um, 
keep an eye on like all the additionals because sometimes it'll be like oh a bonus thing and sometimes it's a cassette because people are like mm. reissuing shit on cassette now so it's uh and people are like releasing new singles on cassette like hot dad when he did his wrestle album uh he released out on cassette and he sent us a copy oh uh, did he yeah Ooh, I didn't know that. That was way back, mate. Oh, that was long before this. Long before all this nonsense. We are listening via the power of an MP3 in a, in a podcast feed, podcast catcher. We thank you for doing so. And we thank you for emailing us, as modern as you ah, are. Classic at cultaholic.com. Yeah, they've had an additional week. There better be they, some good oh, ones. There's, well, do you know what? There's been one overarching theme in uh, the last week or so of the of the classical okay do email. tell do tell so last time we were together um, there was a line of commentary <laughs> there was a line of commentary <laughs> where they said he's such a geek he's gonna start biting the heads off chickens yes uh, fucking yes geek chickens I, I, I've that? seen 50,000 tweets <laughs> mm. I would like to thank the following <laughs> Travis Pritchard, Henry Clark, Stephen Norrie, Jennifer Lloyd Richards in Berkshire, added that. Michael Wales, Sarah from Idaho, Eddie Edwards, Matt Classic, I don't think that's your real name, uh, from Orlando, Ruvi from Indonesia, Lovely Bones, Spud Gun Streams, Paul Brown, and Alec from Tel Aviv, who all reached out with the answer to that particular conundrum. Yeah, Tom, did you know that a geek, right, was somebody <laughs> who used to work at a carnival? Yeah, no! And they would way! do things like bite the heads off chickens. <laughs> Exactly. No, thank you all, because it's it was like weird. Like I didn't really think of the the origin of the word geek. No, did I? No, and it didn't cross my mind to check. Man. Yeah. that's something for everybody. And you should be ashamed of yourself. I am. I'm. You know what I bring to the table, Tom? Nothing. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I bring nothing to the a table. Nice drink and some, a nice and drink a, and a couple of notes couple that I'll maybe notes. refer to. But like, yeah, you know, you you gotta you gotta do all the front loading here. I'm I'm useless. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? A laser disc? Uh, geek shows were indeed an act in traveling carnivals and circuses of early America, often part of a larger sideshow. The performance act consisted of a single geek who stood in the center ring to chase live chickens. It ended with the performer biting the chicken's head off and swallowing it. Oh, fucking swallow it. I'd have spat it out, man. Come on. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot. But I mean, it must have been fucking it must have been fucking wild being part of one of those (laughs) traveling carnivals. It must have been fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it it would could you imagine standing there behind that curtain, having seen that act so many times if you were running that like carnival or whatever? You're fucking, you are dead to this. You've seen <laughs> hundreds of chickens lose their heads and get swallowed. Like, that is it. You're, you, that doesn't phase you. You could stare directly at it. Nothing's going to make you wince. But you wouldn't be watching that. You'd be watching every fucking person in that crowd yeah. vomiting and going, ah, and you'd be howling. But it must have been fucking wild existing in that bubble. Oh, yeah. Where you could just, like, you know, drive past a dead dog on the side of the road, pick it up, sellotape a fish to it, and go, it's a merman. <laughs> and people would pay, like, fucking, like, 10 cents a pop to see it. But my road, who still do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It like, is it, true. Fucking, like, it, oh. it's, it's the idea that then they go, oh, you see him? He's, he's half badger. He said so. And look at his hands. He's painted one hand black and white. What's the it's one? Like, well, there's all the evidence I need. What's the one from The Simpsons? Is it Esquilax? The, the, the horse with the body of a rabbit and the head of a rabbit. <laughs> 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 Fucking love Esquilax. 
Oh, fuck. Uh, apparently, geeks were often alcoholics or drug addicts, especially during Prohibition period. I think you'd have to be. Yeah, if, I mean, if like... the best part it, of your life it, was biting the heads if, off of chickens. Yeah, if, if you're getting paid to, to do that, I think you're kind of desperate. Um, yes. And it probably not just for a bit of the old green either. Uh, <laughs> just yeah i don't think i don't think you can want it that bad it's got to be something heavy well thank you very much to all those who reached out to share that with us thank um, you thank you illuminated thank you. uh steven scodez wants to know what hidden secrets and discoveries are left hidden from nitro that the world does not yet know about so as so basically he's saying like looking ahead to the episodes that us lovely folk will do um are there bits that were maybe excited to share i guess if we say them they're not secrets anymore exactly mm. so you're not getting a fucking answer out of me yeah. Skodes. you're not getting a fucking answer out of me Skodes, writing in asking for 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 knowledge to be bestowed upon you Ooh. before it's time i will fucking say audacity of it there's the lion the witch the audacity <laughs> of this bitch i will say i'm excited to get behind the mind of nwo sold out the first NWO pay per view and the last, I and how and the, sort of the the, the mindset behind Jesus it. Jesus Christ! It, it's, it. it's it it was such a fascinating for anybody that doesn't know. Like sold out at one point, there was there were talks that NWO was so popular it could be its own. So you know, like when Vince bought WCW and it was like, hey, we could run it as WCW and control our own competition. There was a similar thing before that in WCW. It was like, hey, NWO could be its own promotion and it could go up against WCW. So throw in another promotion into the little fight. Um, but it would all be kind of the, the usual NWO back and forth because NWO just wants to bring down WCW. Exactly. And I think they would what? They were going to maybe win control. Uh, but the whole thing was they did sold out first as this NWO presentation. And so the idea was that it was so different, so radically different to everything else that they were making as WCW that it was going to stand out. And it does stand out, but fuck me for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's... It, it like it, it does. It was aesthetically, uh, it kind of works. But there's there's whole points where you've got like um, somebody hits a drop kick in the ring, and then just this, you know that the new 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 world order voice. Oh, that guy's like that just occasionally wild, coming in, coming that. in like over the fucking tannoy, like <laughs> where. Where you've got somebody like hitting a drop kick in the ring and it'll just be like, that sucked. And the crowd's just like, fucking what? Like, what the fuck? I admire the experimental nature. Yeah, like you, you've got to give it to them because, I mean, shit, that, that, that was a chance sitting there on the, like a golden chance sitting there on the table. And NWO was white hot. You know, it, it sort of, it, it kind of should have worked, but didn't. And I think, mm. you know, it, it, it's probably all for the better that it didn't because it would have exposed the complete weakness of NWO, because I think that's what the pay-per-view does, really. Is it, yeah. sort of, it shows you how one note it really is, and how it's just this big kind of gang. And it's like, right, so there's nothing else sort of going on here? No, all right, shit. Who else is going to join you? Oh, everybody. Great. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I'll try to find it there. I'll just give it, before we move into the show itself, a special mention uh, to Matt Eaton on tr on Twitter, who's been doing some sketching and some illustrations based on the Cultaholic Classic Review. And uh, here is, you'll see it on the screen if you're oh, watching on the Patreon. Oh. Here's a picture of Taz eating Bovril oh, with his bare hands. Yes. Some yes. Bovril, Bovril enjoyment noises. noises. Lovely oh, that, fantastic. Lovely little picture of Tazzy I like his red glasses. Bovril. What a boy. 
Thank you very much to Matt. Matt's done loads of uh, wonderful little drawings of, of Cool Kane for the Classic Smackdown review as well. So Beautiful. thank you, Matt. You creative buggers. Oh, and one thing, yes, Stephen, there'll be more hidden knowledge, but Jesus Christ, give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance, man. Let's not fall out with friends or lovers or anything in the middle. Let's Fucking go on hell. to... <laughs> talk about me. Let's, let's roll on to uh, this week's classic Nitro review. So uh, for this particular week's episode, yes. uh, number one in the US movie world is The Birdcage, starring Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. Okay. Banger of a film. Uh, number one in the UK is When Saturday Comes, starring Sean Bean. I don't think Do I've not seen remember either Saturday of those comes. movies. <laughs> you, hang on, you remember The Birdcage, surely? I think I vaguely... It was they were set in a in a a a burlesque esque bar of uh, fun repute, and the 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 guy was running for uh, power a political role in America. He came to stay uh, with them. They had to pretend to be a a normal Jewish couple. Yeah, I, no, I really results. like I really like Nathan Lane. I really like Robin Williams. Yeah. So I'm assuming. I'll, it's ringing a bell. It's but, not that good. Yeah. And when Saturday comes, uh, is the movie starring Sean Bean as Jimmy Muir, a worker at the Stone Brewery who gets scouted, firstly by the well-known non-league side Hallam FC, and then later by Sheffield United. Oh, I bet he was buzzing to play that role. <laughs> oh. Fucking hell. It was filmed at various locations around South Yorkshire, including Rotherham, Sandy Rotherham. Gate Road, and Bramall Lane. Rotherham getting some love. Fucking Rotherham. Uh, Def Leppard lead singer Joe Elliott made his acting debut in a scene as Jimmy's brother. Nice! But, but the scene was cut from oh, Final Oh, Jimmy! There's a similar thing with Rick Mayle in Harry Potter. Where Rick Mayle played a ghost in Harry Potter. Really? And uh, But the problem is, like, none of the footage was usable because he just kept making everybody laugh. Okay. So there's a cut <laughs> But he was technically in Harry Potter. Uh, number one in the music charts in the UK is Take That's Cover the Bee Gees. How deep is your love? Uh, Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day, still hanging on in America. But fret not! I, she, she better fucking let go of that grip soon because it's doing my head in. There's so, nothing to talk about. Oh, Mariah Carey's number one! Every fucking week. If she gets back to the top of that chart, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to LA next month. I will write her a strongly worded note and leave it at her gate because I'm assuming she oh, lives there. Oh, do it. I'll leave a note at her gate. I probably won't be able to get within miles of her house because they all live in gated communities, but I'll leave it at the front gate, Mariah. Do it. I'll leave it at the front gate. That's exciting. going to get... <laughs> I'm going to get told to fuck off by a, British, a guard is what's going to happen. A British man was arrested today. for <laughs> trying to deliver a note to Mariah yes. Carey. Same one, who did, same one who was caught doing coke <laughs> on his skateboard three days prior. <laughs> Sam's just come back with, with nothing but fond memories <laughs> and, a, and several arrest warrants. And nine face tattoos. They all look gang related. <laughs> what do you spend what do you spend all your holiday money on? Bail. Uh, <laughs> Being gangster. <laughs> Being an LA gangster, a langster, if you will. That's what we call them. In our gang. I bought an ounce, got five face tattoos, and then just, you know, went and sat down in Inglewood for a bit. Nice. That was it. It's a great day. Yeah, good day out. It's a great day. For 10 straight days. <laughs> it's good to have a hobby. Yeah. Um, in the world of WCW, you know Johnny B. Bad? Yes, Forget I him. know Johnny B. Bad, Mr. Frisbee, Mr. Mr. Big Confetti Glitter Cannon, yeah? Forget him. Why? He's gone. This morning. Johnny, no, Johnny, this isn't going to work out no. for you, Johnny. 
This isn't going to work out for you. Maybe financially it will for a little bit, but fuck me, the long run is... Bah, bah. <laughs> uh, on the morning of this episode of Monday Nitro, Mark Merrow quit World Johnny Championship no! Wrestling. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. He had a chat with Eric Bischoff at the airport before they left for Nitro. Mark Merrow had been asked... So, so this is a number of things from Mark Merrow. Merrow was uncomfortable with working the storyline with the Diamond Doll. Initially, yeah, because uh, he's married to Rita Mero at this point. I'm yep. sure she'll do fine. And he said he found it difficult to explain to their daughter what was happening. Why was daddy frolicking with this woman on telly and not mummy? Yes. And he's got very strong moral core, does Mark Mero. Strong core in general. That guy is incredible. Yeah, I mean, quite. You don't you don't come from the world of boxing. I mean, mm. it, it, and and not be in shape. It, it's just one of those. It, it's regarded as what like the toughest training regime you can undertake like boxing or a form of like extremely focused martial art. Like it, it, that, that shit just changes your body for the better. <laughs> uh, he was also asked to work. Uh, now, remember we talked about the nitro car race with Steve Grissom. Yes. And some of the WCW guys were going to be in the pit crew. Yeah. Sting changing a tire. It was two oh. feuding teams. It was Sting and was it Sting and Luger and Harlem Heat? Sting and Luger yeah. and Heat. But Johnny B. Bad had been asked to be on Sting's team. Mm. And Johnny B. Bad had said, here's the thing. Like, the day you're doing that, it's my daughter's eighth birthday. I'd rather be home for that, if I'm perfectly honest. Eric Bischoff got on the phone Look, and was Johnny, furious. are you a team player or what? Johnny, are you a team player? You fucking... Right, first off, you tell her you're an actor. And you tell her that the Diamond Doll... Oh, you don't tell her an actor. You just tell her the Diamond Doll's better than, than Sable. <laughs> Second, and he goes, "Who's Sable? Preserve, Daddy? preserve kayfabe. You'll find out who fucking Sable is. <laughs> preserve kayfabe. So first off, Diamond Doll's better than Sable. Okay, Daddy. Second, okay. second, don't know eighth Sable birthday. Is, Daddy. It's not even a big one. Yeah, Spider Man's coming over. Exactly. You don't need to be there. Spider Man's there. there Daddy. Are you playing Spider Man? Are you? You're lying to your child. You're lying to your child. Would you be my birthday, Daddy? I will be. Why would you be my birthday, Daddy? Why are you going to look at the cars? We we don't. We don't have. We don't have video calls yet. That's another thing from the future. But what you can do is put me on loudspeaker, right? And uh, you can you can put a picture of me next to it. And I'll we just talk to you, or, or make my life easier. You little fucking cretin, <laughs> you, you fucking you little shit. You could just turn on the fucking car racing, couldn't you? <laughs> then I'm there at your birthday, <laughs> eh? Eh? But eh? You know, because I want to watch, want to watch my little pony on my laser disc. Well, unfortunately, my son Eric Bischoff needs me. <laughs> And then, you and then, better than you've me. Gotta, then you've got to walk out like, with the cape on, kind of go, fling the cape, <laughs> and then turn around last second. Pelt a frisbee into the room, <laughs> smash a really expensive vase of, of Rena's, and then just kind of fire the confetti cannon and leave. <laughs> That's quality dad like behavior. No, but cheers, fuck mate. Me, like, it's, crying. it's like eighth birthday for your kid. Like, you can't be angry with somebody for wanting to be I, there. Exactly, and it's not like, exactly. I know Johnny B. Bad, somebody who is over with the WCW audience. He's somebody who's instantly recognizable at the WCW audience at this time. Mm-hmm. But for a bit of fucking PR, are you telling me you couldn't just send along the fucking giant mm. or somebody like who's just visually impressive, like in terms of intimidatingly large or, hey, that's a fucking wrestler when you see it straight away in front of you. That, that, that's a wrestler. You know, that's the people watching don't need to see Johnny be bad because the people watching who know who he is already know who he is. The people watching who don't know who any of the wrestlers are are going to go, oh, it's that sting bloke from years ago. Or they're going to go, oh, I might tune in. 
Send Hogan. I'm sure Hogan would oh, fucking too, go on his kid's birthday. He's too busy, brother, brother, brother. Now launching his successful, <laughs> highly successful pasta chain. Yes. <laughs> launching his rubber duck in the bar. <laughs> uh, so, funny enough, Eric Bischoff has a phone call with Mark Merrill, similar to what you're doing. Yeah. Team player. This is how you build a company. Look, we've Dad, all, we've all you missed, need to be here. We've all missed birthdays. I know it's my sister's birthday. Right? I don't know why Eric Bischoff is now my son. I know it's my sister's birthday, right? <laughs> but it's my car race PR day, okay? <laughs> and you didn't come my baseball game. You said you'd come my baseball game. Sid was there, though. I was at Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I know you were, because you tracked me along with you. Uh, Mero acquiesced, and he goes to the race. Fuck off. He go According to the Observer, he goes. Fuck off. No way. It gets worse. Apparently, when Mera on his finally, kid's birthday, when Mera finally agreed to go to the race, apparently he was called by Alan Sharp of WCW, who told him that Eric didn't want him anywhere near the race what track. What the fuck? Fucking shit! Be what? So they shit house. Sent him along. They sent him along in order to deliberately take him away from his family, knowing they weren't going to fucking use him. Yeah. Shit, according to the Eight, observer. three weeks! Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? That's some shit, shit, shit company. <laughs> Quality that shit is, housing. I mean, like, firing people via FedEx. It's all there, but mm. I mean, Christ, this is a little bit more direct. A bit like the James Corden thing this week. Oh, um, this week, fuck off. It's James Corden. Everybody knows he's a prick. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, a story like this, you can claim it's misconstrued, but there is enough evidence oh, yeah. to okay. suggest okay. that okay. you are a bit of a cunt anyway. He's he's just, yeah. I, I, I'll i never get the James Corden thing, because like you were one of the most beloved characters of a British TV show at the time. Then you kind of go off and, yeah, ego sucks, uh, and it, it, it comes for most people in that position. And yeah, it's it. Everybody kind of goes on an ego trip for a bit, but he just seems to not be coming down. He's really enjoying that fucking balloon ride that his head is now taking him on. Uh, and now he's just time. like, oh yes, he apologized, and he's allowed back in the restaurant. Fuck that! Post the fucking CCTV. Mm. <laughs> I know America doesn't want him. In fact, no, don't post the CCTV because then he keeps his fucking job. Keep no, no, him. He, he's him. quitting. He's announced. No, he's, he's fucking not. Keep him. <laughs> He's not allowed back here. He's, coming, he's, he's coming, not allowed back man. here. He's coming. We need to summon the Australian boat people who who bring him over and and shoot holes in his boat. Quick, put another lockdown. So he sinks. On. Another lockdown immediately. I mean, he'll just then fly off with his massive balloon head. But you could just. I tell you, thing is right. I'd never want to meet James Corden, but I'd love to meet James Corden's agent. I don't that, think I want to meet whoever that is. The the agent for James Corden is going to be worse. Is it Satan? It's going to be much worse. It must be like Mega Corden. Because like you know, like Malcolm Tucker. Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of like agent. That's sort of how agents behave. Yeah. <laughs> I just think to to go like to shop around Smithy. Yeah. From from a sitcom in in Britain to, yeah. and make him like an evening prime. Oh time God, yeah, like TV host in America. Masterwork. I want to meet him. But then, but then how did he get, his story. How did he get that job? Because part of me Agent. went. Part of me went. Is it just because he's got an accent? He's kind of charming and he's chubby. Is that chubby? It? Accent because save British comedy. Despite not being charming, Gavin I kind of I tick I tick two of those boxes. So if I could just pretend like and be dying on the inside, like you can see here's, mm -hmm. um, then yeah, you know, it, 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 I could do that job. Make it till you make it. Oh, it's what like 30, 40 mil a year. Give me the fucking slot. I'd love. I'll you get in a car late. with Seinfeld and sing karaoke. I don't give a shit. I'd love you to the late late show. But like, <laughs> all right, fuckers, just, we're gonna oh. talk about nine ninety four WCW. <laughs> if it's starting. <laughs> 
Sam, all right, fuckers. Sam, you've got Dua Lipa here. I don't give a shit. Hey, Dua, I don't give a shit. Have you seen this iPod, right? What Get do you this, think? Right? What it's do you think, Dua? <laughs> what do you think of the fucking NWO? Was Mabel going to be the third man? What about you? Who are you? Jimmy, right? Oh, where would... are you from? Virginia? Virginia? You fucking virgin. Hey. I watched the shit out of this. That's, that's you know... We're gonna to go to a break. I'm gonna do a lot of coke. We'll be right back. I want, I want TV shows, late night TV shows, to resemble the show from Network. Oh. And that's, there's gonna be a callback to Network later on here, but I, I want that. I'm fucking sick of just that happy energy. bollocks TV. I want somebody to just bring aggression and just fucking speak. We truth. need it now. We more than ever, but it's now okay because have you seen it. what Bono's gonna do? Is he putting another song on our iPods again? No, no, no. He's learned his, he's learned his lesson from that. He Did just, you put it on yours? He just thought that he just thought that essentially by 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 putting the music there that more people would reach out to you two. That's what he said last week. And it's like, no, 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 the complete opposite. Uh, but he he came out and he was like, oh yeah, and all these times I just want to kind of throw a middle finger to the commercialized music box. It's like you're fucking you two. You wrote Vertigo. You were already well inside that fucking commercialized box, but you wrote Vertigo. You can do whatever you want. And he's just like, oh, well, we just need like an ACDC style rock album to come out. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make like a balls out rock album. And it's like, great. But like, you're you're already you too. You don't need like somebody to kind of go, hey, what are you two doing? Oh, we're going to do a palate cleanser of an album. Just fucking drop it. Yeah, that's what everyone does. <laughs> And if you truly believe, if you truly believe in what you're saying about we're sick of the Nambi, the, the media mainstream nonsense, yeah. release it exclusively on fucking Laserdisc, you cowards. Oh, man. If you really stand I, by your views, I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting only. for that first big act to go, you know what, fuck streaming. Oh. Because I... There's been a lot of acts, but they were kind of seen more as holdouts. So like Tool were a big one. I think Radiohead for a while moved to and from. Uh, is it Willie Nelson has he come and gone? Spotify, and yeah. There's like loads of people have kind of moved in and around streaming services. But I think it just needs to be, you know, they're, they're very convenient. They're very handy. But the payment structure needs to change massively mm -hmm. for artists because they make pennies for like millions of listens in, in some cases uh but I'd, I'd love for us to just get a little bit more analog again for the love of god oh, I, love I miss analog that's why all my house is just old shit mm -hmm. that's why i've sat redoing an ipod even though an ipod's digital it's more analog to me than using fucking spotify <laughs> <laughs> the only money back in the day that the the means of production we're getting was when you bought cassette tapes to this record is why things Tom, we need to seize the means of production I'm down for that and change America to be dirty communists like we are. Yeah. That's right. We're coming for you, McCarthy's. <laughs> and you. Oh, um, what are they called? O um, O'Donnell's. Not Daniel O'Donnell. What are their names? I'm having a stroke. Um, <laughs> Partridge family. <laughs> that was the one. I've never felt more like my dad in that moment where I'm just like, <laughs> where did the, I, yeah. did the Partridge family come from? So I think of a musical family in America <laughs> that could help us seize the means of production. McCarthyism. <laughs> I was talking about the Partridge family. <laughs> Fame, Same thing. Famed communists, the Partridge family. <laughs> Same meat, different gravy. Uh, uh, remember the Nasty Boys? Yes, I do. Forget them. They're Why? gone. That's bollocks, Tom. They're gone, mate. That's bollocks. Not bollocks. It, it is Dave bollocks. said it. Dave said it. All right, what Dave did Dave say? What did Dave say? Dave said, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags were released last week in a measure to bring salaries under control. Oh, the Nasty Boys, rumoured to be earning between $210,000 and $250,000 apiece. <laughs> Fuck. 
giving away. There's no Fuck way. Me. And then what merchandising cut on top of it? Because while you know, yes, it's the Nasty Boys. They are a good fucking tag team. They're shit houses, but they are a good tag Pretty team. City. And they do have nice T-shirts because they're usually just those paint-flecked Nasty mm. Boys. Like or it just says nasty. Like they're good fucking shirts. So they're gonna be making what? A bit of bank on top Fucking of that. That's obscene. Of, it's disgusting. Like <laughs> half a million dollars a year on that shit house. We're like, the nasty what the fuck? boys. Half a million. But it's like you're not Save even getting money. you're not even getting primo nasty boys though. No, you're getting you're like getting shit like house fucking. Nasty boys. You're getting like the the dirty like you know you found some at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh shit! There's still some beer in it. It's got mold in it. Just scrape it off. Scrape it off. So um. So according to Meltzer, uh, they were given word they were being dropped along with several other stars to make some room uh, uh, for the salary of other wrestlers who are potentially coming in. Other wrestlers gone. I like that. that that's, um, we're letting you go because we might at some point hire somebody else. That's essentially what they're doing. This is a budget cut. <laughs> uh, other names are gone. Uh, Bunkhouse Buck. Yep. And mate, I'm... What? Break the news. Break it. You fucking tell me now. You tell me now. I don't like how you're moving away from me, Tom. You fucking what? John, John, John Tenter. John Tenter. They cut John fucking Tenter. They've cut John Tenter. They've, they've cut Shark. They've cut Tenter. Apparently. Because they're going to bring back Earthquake, right? Yeah. Yeah? That's what they're doing. Yeah, they fucking yeah, better. Otherwise, this is done. This podcast is done. He I'm only here for the tenter. I'm sure we do see another tenter run in WCW, though. I think we do. We get him a as little John bit, tenter. but then, but then, what is it? Ninety back in the ninety eight, yeah. he becomes Go Golga. Which, by the way, I mean, I know nobody wanted to see John Tenter out there because it was no, but a different. I'm sure we get another John Tenter run in dubs. No, that's what I mean. But then I think he comes back for a little bit before he then goes in like mm, late ninety eight, early ninety nine. But I think the the Golga thing, while I understand that nobody in WWF really wanted to see a, a an eighties character back at that time. Come on. The glory... You had fucking boss man back exactly. and did well with him. You couldn't bring back Tenter and just take away Earthquake and call him John Tenter. You will have seen this, but have you seen the um the dark match footage from two thousand? of Earthquake on SmackDown. Yeah. It's so surreal. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's so... Because he looks great. He does. And the thing is, he like... He looks like he hasn't aged. No, because he hasn't. No. Like, John Tenter looked 50 years old the day he was born. <laughs> like, if you see the, the exit interview he does for Canadian News when he leaves Sumo, like, he he just... He's clean-shaven, but it, and it's bizarre. Oh. But, like, he still looks the same. And then I remember when I, I read the, 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 the sad news that he passed, and I, I remember being like, oh, he must have been some age. And it was like, he was like 42. And I was like, what? Like, one, no fucking age, like, at all. Two, completely underappreciated talent. Mm. Like, should have should have been given so much more. And three, how old do you look, John Tenter? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's in the water, man? It is, it is funny when you see those pictures of guys in the 80s. That's a tough paper round, that, man. Isn't it? Yeah. You look at most pictures of your dad or, or your parents when they were, like, the age that, that, you know, you're at now, and you're like, how do you look so old? I'm so much older. <laughs> like, there's pictures of my dad when he's my age, and he looks like he's 20 years older. Yeah. Like, my dad looks better now, and I have to think it's a fashion and nutrition thing. Yeah. Because my dad looks better now 
than he did when he was my age. Do you ever just wish you could kind of go back to the 70s for like a weekend? Yeah, just, I want to see what they... Just get absolutely fucking shit Breathing the asbestos. Like for like for like 85 pence. Just have a <laughs> night out and get absolutely wankered. I want to go sit in like a social club with a fag on the go. There's nothing else to do. 75p, <laughs> pint of beer. Copy of the paper. Then just talk about, oh, this is the peak of everything. Yeah. Nothing will get And then eventually they'll open the dance floor for dancing and then he can dance. Oh, mate, what a night. What a night. <laughs> I fucking love social clubs. I love a social I club. I love social clubs. The one I go to back when I go home to see my folks that I always get in. There's now a, a Tom Campbell Coleshaholic buddy above the bar. Yeah. Just we, like, uh, that, that's fucking cool. I'm very proud of that. Where's your, your local? Describe it to me. You have to give them the name of it. What, local social club? Yeah, do you have a social that uh, you yeah, particularly there's, love? There's, there's one, there's one uh, that we, we go to from time to time. Myself, oh, one, and, yeah, yeah, and myself and Adam are particular fans of it. I don't know about anybody else, but... Uh, I've for, not been yet. For... You've not been. No. Right, we need to rectify that. I'm up for that. I'm up for we need to rectify that. I'd like to go to it. Because it's like, I try to remember, it was like, it was something insane. Like, there were three of were there, I think, once. And it cost something like £6.80 for a round. So for one, priced very reasonably. Two, there's just a full-size fucking snooker table, dartboards. There's all sorts of shit. Nice. And it, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a distinct part of British culture <laughs> that I feel does not deserve to die. No, and hopefully Fucking it never social will. clubs. Yeah. Um, who do we think <laughs> WCW are making room for in their budgets by letting go Brian Dobbs, Jerry Sags, Bunkass Buck? And... Uh, Some really obvious ones, I thought. Nah. Nobody? Nah. There's nobody. There's no wrestlers around. No, I mean, this is around the time that... Um, Bischoff offered Hart an insane contract, reportedly, that Bischoff denies, I believe, but mm. everybody else says, no, that happened. You're mm. the only person that doesn't think it happened. <laughs> um, but, the yeah, so it's around that time. It was a very transitional period, but I, I know one team, because mm. obviously in this episode it happens, but there's yes. a... Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of other talents that are going to be maybe making the jump in a few months' time that that might break the bank just a little bit Hence. and might be worth a little bit more to the company than fucking Sags and Nobs. <laughs> the the give you the names the Steiner brothers, yep, Kevin Nash and uh -huh. Scott Hall, who have by this point had conversations and are all but signed to come along. Why wouldn't they sign as well? Because he just went more money, less dates, and they yeah. went off we go. Uh, also conversations about. Um, bringing in Sean Waltman, the one, two, three kid from the WWF. Uh, there was talks about bringing him in to work with the likes of Eddie Guerrero. However, those this week fell through because Sean Waltman's WWF contract has rolled over. Now, he, he still won't be there long. No, 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 no. He needs to and come to WCW and get some of that Atlanta, that hot Atlanta seasoning, mm. right? And then they're going to send him back there as a much, much more successful talent that makes them a load more money uh, because they didn't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the story <laughs> of Sean Wallman. Uh, expect Eddie Guerrero to get a major push. Uh, they did a marketing survey with their elite WCW fan base and found out of all the wrestlers in WCW, the wrestler with the highest likability was Eddie Guerrero. The study also surprised people with other items, such as there was a major correlation between how much the general public likes someone and their work rate. Alex Wright, not only a surprise in how much he was liked, but also Hulk Hogan was a surprise in how much he was disliked. Sting fared all right. <laughs> this is where they've Sting's got Sting's been shit. getting shoved down throats for quite some time, but, but they, <laughs> they, they, they kind of already know that, which is why Sting 
his he's in and around but he's not in any of the big central like you know main event stuff to to the level where he's the focal point at the moment and when he is he's a he's, fucking he's idiot. sort of because he's been there and he's just sort of in this little phase where he's just biding time and then he's going to be back there Absolutely, but Hogan, uh, not popular in this fan survey. No, I, I I like the idea that the fan survey was maybe phone done. Like, just Bobby Heenan rings you up and he's just like, Hulk Hogan, yeah? Or, yeah. <laughs> Don't got a lot of time, kid. Just make noises. <laughs> uh, we had a Saturday night uh, set of tapings. I'll give you a few little notes from that. <clears> just <throat> just two that jump out. Uh, Lex Luger is your new WCW television champion, beating Johnny B. Bad. Bye, Bad. Fuck off. Johnny, no. Johnny, no, he's gone. (laughs) In a dark match on the show, Kid Flash, a newcomer from Northeastern Independent Circuit that Kevin Sullivan saw on a Tony Rumble show. Tony Rumble. (laughs) Rumble. (laughs) Just him fighting himself 30 times. Um, (laughs) He's leaving the ring and (laughs) re-entering. I've oh. seen people wrestle themselves. <laughs> I've seen people wrestle themselves. I've seen people wrestle it's the Invisible Man. I've seen a lot of shit, but I have never seen somebody perform a one-man Royal Rumble. I'm gonna blow your mind because that was was that I think Lee Kyle. Yes, yeah. Fucking when you went there, there's a comedian from up here. I was like, oh shit, no, it was a one man show, wasn't it? Mm, Is it, it was the Tony Rumble. Rumble? Yes, he yeah. reenacted the '92 Royal Rumble and played all the participants. <laughs> what a great, what a great stand up comedy <laughs> night that is. God, I love Lee Kyle. He's ace. Um, so. Hogan's not pop. Oh, there, here we go. Yes, sir. So, Tony Rumble show. Uh, this young guy, Kid Flash from the Northeast, yes. got a tryout with Chris Canyon. Uh, Dave says he was green in spots and they missed some things early, but it built into a tremendous match and was said to have been the most impressive tryout of any newcomer since Sean Waltman, who did the best tryout in years. And then they promptly didn't get the job because they thought he was too small. Little Dave had a little dig there. Uh, so, that was the work of Kid Flash, aka Bill Goldberg. <laughs> You, you got half, bit, a bit of that right. Bill. Demart. No, he's already in. Bill. <laughs> no, he's not. That's his gimmick name. Oh, yes, that's no, it. Bill. Yeah. E. Kidman. Bill Withers. Billy Kidman. Billy ah. Kidman. Sadly not Bill Withers. How'd you turn a duck into a singer? You put it in the microwave until it's Bill Withers. Oh, God. Uh, Billy Don't put a duck in the microwave. Oh, we're at nearly an hour, I think. We've we just haven't jibber. started the We night. haven't even started the night show. We're just fucking talking bollocks. <laughs> we haven't started on Bovril, yeah. Jeez. Oh, God, um, no. Yeah. yeah, so Billy Kidman getting a tryout in 96. Which, early 96. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Kidman's going to be a fucking superstar before long. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the, the biggest tools that WCW has in its arsenal, I think, especially in the mid-card, um, where... You know, WWF at the time was exciting because everybody had something going on. WCW starts to follow that same route. But Kidman, he's just a standout no matter what they kind of put him in because he comes into the company in a very weird way. But then from there, it, it just evolves into, yeah, plucky underdog. Yeah. You just want to cheer him. But what I love is around this particular time period over in the WWF, in The Observer, there's a bit where um, Dave says, this week there was a tryout for a guy called maybe Wayne Johnson. Didn't quite hear his name. Reports where he was quite good. He was dog shit. You'll <laughs> never work a day in this business again. And he couldn't lace Barry Horowitz's <laughs> fucking boots. He will never transcend the business. Uh, <laughs> 
Let's go to Nitro. Let's talk about Nitro for March 11th, uh, where Eric Bischoff strangely welcomes us to the war zone 364 Mm. days before WWF would say the same thing. Interesting. One whole year, nearly. So did he did he coin it and did Vince go? Probably not. No. I mean, obviously, the word war zone has been around for a while. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting in this context. Yeah. It was a bit like when he said it, it was like, hang on. It's not war zone until Raw goes two hours, right? It feels more like a war zone than, w- than WWF does. Like it's got that sort of earthy, gritty, steely, metal type feel. Yeah, and it's got all of the lads fighting and punching and crawling through dirt and, and digging trenches <laughs> and, and, you know, holding the line. One's called Anderson, like an Anderson shelter. There used to be another one called Anderson, but he just it pissed everybody <laughs> off and he was pissed off at everybody else. So he just, yeah. He just grumped off into another room. <laughs> uh, Bischoff, Heenan, Mongo and Pepe do welcome us to the war zone and hype the night, including our main event, a six-man lumberjack strap match with Hogan's Heroes versus the Horse and Dungeon. not just Pepe, either fucking wizard peppy wizard like you're peppy. a wizard peppy <laughs> and the one thing I, I think you know we're talking about a time of change in wcw right now um we we talk quite a lot about how there's a, there's like a, an undefined issue and we can never really put our finger on it and i think that it's got to do with the branding of the characters so i think that everybody's kind of bringing it in the ring everybody's doing their job to the best of their ability especially mark Mero missing his kid's birthday but um I think the names are just shit. So uh, I think I think that it needs to be a case of we've 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 got to just roll forward with new names this week, try it out, and see what people think. So the first match is going to be Hacksaw versus Big Nasty Bastard with Harks. I like the branding <laughs> of the singular Hacksaw. Just I think call that, him a Hacksaw. Yeah, and then you know you can have him come out with maybe like a, a I don't know like a metal saw blade or some shit. Ooh. And then Big Nasty Bastard, I mean, like that was, that was perfect when WWF did it. So scoop in now and steal it before they get a chance. I did honestly wonder why Hacksaw Jim Duggan never came out with a Hacksaw. Because he's got a two by four, motherfucker, and he screams ho. Two by- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ndoi. <laughs> two by four, How's ho, he gonna- Jim Duggan. No, 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 because he's got the flag, doesn't he? So if he had a saw... He could accidentally, if he's waving too vigorously, <laughs> slice the American flag in half. And, then, and of course, the entire audience would just go, <laughs> all of the air would go out of the room. Every bum and then you'd just, hear, you'd just hear, <laughs> as they all of their laser vision started. And then they would all start chanting, USA, as it's going, USA, and then it would just obliterate him. <laughs> so you kind of got to keep sharp objects away from the flag and fire. You know, two of those, you, you, they don't mix. There's some good advice there. Otherwise, laser vision of death. <laughs> what do we make of Jim Duggan's theme music? Yeah. Sorry, Hacksaw's theme music. Yeah, it's uh, it fits in perfectly. Coming out, strident, flag, two by four. Bit of the old, I can't remember the name of it. It's the Washington Post. Uh, it's by John Philip Sousa. <laughs> it's called the Washington Post. Right. So in 1888, the Washington Post, the newspaper, yeah. uh, commissioned John Philip Sousa to do a song uh, to play at their award ceremony for oh, their so they wanted, contest. They wanted their national anthem, did they? They wanted their own national anthem. They did. did they? Their own theme music. What, do they fucking build a little ramp that they all walk down every day at the office to it? A full orchestra just playing as they're making their entrances. I mean, brother, brother. I mean, that's a nice idea, to be fair. That sounds like a lovely time. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? If we ever run a wrestling show at the Sage, that's what we'll do. We'll have the Northern Symphonia doing everybody's <laughs> fucking entrance. 
Uh, <laughs> Sousa basically went on to become the Ed Sheeran of marching music. I was going to say, Sousa's a name I've, I've definitely heard in music class. So yeah. I, I, I'm assuming he went on to be a very big deal. And I'd heard that music without being able to identify it before. So, But he also did two other iconic pieces of music. Mm-hmm. He did Stars and Stripes Forever. Okay, I can see how he's getting Ed Sheeran. So that was Lex Luger's music and the Liberty Bell. Which goes... Really? Fuck me. Same guy. He must have been making a fucking killing on his royalties. He was now when he was he started off in he must have I was no, no, because they were getting seen on they Spotify. Just, he was making just, fuck all. They just keep just <laughs> yeah, taking like, bags of money to his grave and just throwing it on. <laughs> they were all on Spotify. He was getting like eight p checks. <laughs> fuck, fuckers! I've got a tour. That's the only way to make money these days, um, and make merch. But he was, um, yeah, he was a classically trained music or, uh, musician. Uh, he went uh, and became a corporal in World War One, yeah. and then when all that was sorted, he came back and carried on making music. He was honoured when they named a a. Uh, Marine Corps boat after him. Yeah. And there's a, an instrument called the sousaphone, which is a bit like a tuba, which they named after him ah, too. So he's a, nice. an icon. Yeah. An icon. The Ed Sheeran. Of he's Martin. no fucking Elgar, is he? He's no Elgar. Yeah, fucking no, Americans no thinking fuck. you're better. Yeah, you, you fucking, you don't have <laughs> Sousa. Epic rap battles of history. Sousa's not on a fucking 20 pound note. He's, yeah, mm-hmm. no one's putting a... a... Jez, Jez didn't ruin his wank looking at a picture of Sousa <laughs> on Peep Show, did he? No, it was Elgar. <laughs> it's no a one's... tenor as well, isn't it, that Elgar's on? <laughs> Fucking 20. <laughs> no one's putting a traffic cone on Sousa's head at Christmas Eve in Worcester. <laughs> <It's> my favourite <laughs> tradition at Christmas. Someone's put Sousa's a... first name wasn't fucking Edward. Come on. <laughs> John. That is your real name. Uh, so, uh, why is the hacksaw and big nasty bastard having a fight? Well, on Saturday night... It doesn't matter, Tom. Call Brian. Uh, Brian. Oh, I'll let you explain first. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> the, giant, the giant was going to attack Hogan. I know where you're going now. The giant was going to attack Hogan. Uh, but Savage, uh, Hogan and Savage, Jim Duggan made the save yeah. and chased off the giant. Yeah, chased him to the back. And commentary are kind of... They're, they're hyping it a little bit, but also not downplaying how stupid Hacksaw has been in this. Uh, and it's like, you know, they keep, even during Hacksaw's entrance, they're like going up against the seven foot four, 500 pound, just proper like yeah, this <laughs> stacking a, it against this man him. Is a as he's just idiot. like, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, Chuck. Uh, Duggan jumps Giant to start the match and Giant's no selling it. And then there is some ruckus in the crowd. Yeah, so get your phone out, Tom, because I'm out of minutes. Right. Uh, you need to call plus, I think, is it plus one for America? Hang on. I think it's a plus one. Plus one. Um, ah, plus, how do I have a plus on here? Just give me a, a plus one. Yeah, plus one. Plus one. Uh, one nine double oh. One nine double oh. Two double eight. Two double eight. And then the letters that would spell out pill. Okay, so that'd be Seven, four, five, five. Right. Now let's call him. You dialed an incorrect number. <laughs> Please check your 
Brian, what's going on? Brian, 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 top marks for not trying. Fucking doesn't even have his phone set up, and he wants us to ring him. I might need the the dialing code for the area. So what would that be? Is that uh, what the one nine hundred is? One nine hundred. Is it not? It'll have been a pay line, surely. Hang on, dial one nine hundred from UK. Here we go. Dial a one a one eight hundred. Hang on. Ah, uh, uh, zero zero. Okay, zero zero, zero one nine hundred one nine hundred two hundred eighty eight. Two eighty eight. Uh, seven four five five. Oh, Brian. Brian. Let us down twice. I was genuinely hoping someone would oh, answer. Man. I was just going to go, it's Brian there. <laughs> you fucking leave me alone. God damn, I'm not Brian. <laughs> so um, as the fight's going on, we see big banners in yes. the crowd that say, call Brian, 1-900-288-PILL. And there's a couple of them that keep kind of coming out like that and then going down and coming out and going down. And uh, commentary eventually, after five more minutes of just wonderful, thrilling in-ring action, um, <laughs> address the fact that some ruckus is happening down by ringside. And then Bischoff himself leaves the desk to run down as Brian Pillman is momentarily seen because mm. camera's cut away. Um, it, it kind of cuts back just as he's being, like, pulled away uh but bischoff's there kind of screaming at pillman pillman's just trying to get in his face and getting you know taken out by security so they're really trying to further this whole pillman is uh so such a loose cannon that he's gone he shouldn't be here he isn't allowed here bischoff has now come to tell him off because he's popped up in ecw at this point yeah uh, which is adding to it. From The Observer, Eric Bischoff is still trying to work everyone on this angle as he went so nuts behind the scenes that several employees actually believed that he was mad about Brian Pillman interrupting the show. However, by working the cameramen and the directors, legitimately, almost nobody knew about the Pillman thing, they avoided any shots of him and the whole thing seemed ineffective. I disagree. I think it was very effective. Yeah, I think it worked for what it needed to do. I, th it, I think you it, didn't need to it have it. It furthers the speculation because if, if it was a fucking long laid up shot where it's like, oh, look, there's Brian Pillman. Pillman in the fucking second row with his ticket. Mm. Like, what the fuck? No. If you want it to look genuine, it yeah. needs to look unplanned. So you don't tell the crew, you know, you don't inform people, and then there's panic. Mm. And then it's like, why the fuck are these banners here? All right. Uh, just try and avoid, if you see him, just, just try and avoid him. And then it feels more real because it oh. is more real because it's a realistic reaction, even though it's a work. So I, 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 I disagree there, Mr. Fucking Stars. Mr. <laughs> fucking Billy Big Stars. <laughs> Old star man waiting, <laughs> playing in the sky. Uh, Duggan gets quite a bit of offense in on... Put on, oh, sorry, Hacksaw gets quite a lot of it offers it on Big Nasty Bastard. Yes. Putting a running football clothesline that sends Giant over the top, but Giant lands on his feet and goes, ha, 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 I'm yeah. all right, and me. Before this, uh, Hacksaw was just getting fucking hugged to death. Oh, the it was like just a standing, uh, a standing make-out session, basically. Uh, he, which he fought out of by biting the... the big right, on the bastard's nose. right on the schnoz. Right on the schnoz. At one point... There's a Doug has got a plan. He goes out of the ring and he gets the electrical tape from around the ring, wraps his hands with it because his family are the kings and the queens of the taped fist match. Yes. So he apparently has blood in, in uh, uh, taped fist fighting. Mm. He does his, his great, great, great bare, bare knuckle, bare knuckle ish. Great, 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 great grandma. But um, so he goes for, uh, for camera duct tape. Uh, that's holding down cables on the floor and proceeds to wrap it round its hand, his hand like it, it's going to make any difference. 
when probably striking somebody... I mean, it, it's going to... If there was enough tape, it would cushion the blow on his hand, I guess. Mm. But surely just going straight in there with a raw knuckle and just punching him right in the face. That's worse. Yeah. Like, I don't... It was This was an interesting strategy by... And then commentary are like, it's Maxwell. illegal, he shouldn't be doing it. And the referee's just like... Yeah. <laughs> Play on. I go. I don't know what the fuck's going on, lads. Anyway, he knocks down the giant. Jimmy Hart tries to get the tape off Duggan's hand, and this ends up with Duggan flattening Jimmy, but then falling prey to a big old choke slam. One, two, yes. the three. Dave Meltzer says it was a dud. Um, but I it agree. Did get, it did get the Pet <laughs> Boys Power Pin of the Week. So well done. Lovely. Um, yeah, it was. It was just an inconsequential slab of shite, wasn't it? It was like a. The worst part of it was that halfway through the match, they're like um, sending out best wishes to like Jim Duggan's dad. Yes. Because uh, Jim Duggan's dad has just had a hip replacement, I believe, or hip surgery, and he's in hospital laid up watching Nitro that night, watching his son wrestle. Uh, and they're really like hamming it up, hamming it up, hamming it up, and you know he's going to get beat. But mm. they spent a good two, three minutes just trying to talk about. <laughs> Heenan makes a little joke as, the, as as they're doing the serious talk, and Heenan says, "Oh yes, well Jim Duggan Senior, he's a police chief in Glen Falls. He broke his hip reading for a donut." Yeah. And then there's Mongo going, "You're gonna die tonight." There's also uh, a, just a cheeky little note here. Uh, when Jimmy Hart jumps in to grab the tape and, and cut off uh, Hacksaw, uh, we see it's just a cheeky little bald spot. <gasps> His, his very well-kept, very oh. well-hidden bald spot is just out there for everybody to oh, see. Bless him. Just whap, reflecting all the light. I wonder if it's still there, but it must be, wasn't it? I think when last time I saw Jimmy Hart, he had a hat on. I think he must have done you got to knock his hair now. Maybe it's like Ron Seal. <laughs> to let you in. Just, just like... <laughs> Put new ideas in. <laughs> Why don't you rip off this Nirvana song? Just turn Jimmy Hart's hair into a suggestions box for WCW. <laughs> Can you imagine the fucking state of that by the back end of this year? Shawn Michaels in an interview this week said that he believes that he's going bold because of the bad things he's done in his life. I it's agree. Karma. Brett's better. Yes. <laughs> and there's a Brett Hart did it to him. If I was Shawn. Well, Brett did rip a chunk of it out. He did, didn't he? Yeah. So Brett, Brett started it. Brett, Brett took the hair and he went home and he pulled out a big Alistair Crowley tome, right? And, <laughs> and he just started working at Magic with a K. Uh, and he was listening to some Megadeth that had some instructions in it. And then he uh, he, he made Sean bald forever. <laughs> but but not straight away. No, no, no. Uh, later on. Yeah. For, for a bit. <laughs> if I was Sean, though, because I saw a picture of him giving it <laughs> Sean was just really lucky. He lived next to a glue factory. And so the residual glue in the air was keeping all of the hair on his head. <laughs> for the last keeping what was left <laughs> just in place. Oh, Sean, mate, just shave it off. I just because I see it now and it breaks my heart because it's like these little patches. I I sure, I, I just shave, I can't. He's already fucking gone too far. Like the wrestling bald was that was it. That was you. You're not. This is. I mean, you weren't exactly you know the heartbreak kid when you were fucking pushing forty odd and you'd come back. But like, the illusion was still there, Sean, because the hair was still there. You can afford plugs, buddy. <laughs> get them in there. They're not going to get tugged out anymore. I mean, there is that. Get plugs, Sean. Imagine the flowing mate. Oh, Sean Michaels with a mullet. That's what we need. That'd be a lovely time. Yeah. Um, back the to mullet the championships are pretty weak. I reckon if Sean Michaels turned up with his licensed music, he'd fucking walk it. Him and Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, yeah. He'd, 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 beat, he'd beat Pillman Jr. Oh. Super kick straight to the mullet. I'll shut you up. That's for your dad. <laughs> Ruining Nitro that time. How about you call 1-900-288-PILL? <laughs> <laughs> 
Brem, 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 brem. No. Brem, brem, brem. Pillman, Pillman Jr.'s perm, not perm, his, his mullet's fucking glorious, isn't it? Oh, God. It's gorgeous. Like, it's possibly the, the greatest locks. mullet in wrestling. Mm. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't think who's got a better one. I don't think there's anybody really that carries them that well anymore. No, because that's the thing Jr. is like, he, he has the mullet, but it suits him. Mm. Like he's one of these anomalous people with just the right face where the mullet works and yeah. it's like what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> it is down to the face a lot of the time does he look weird with short hair though like if you shaved his head down and give him short back and sides Ooh. would he look odd it does he have to have the mullet these are all big questions these things you'll find constantly i hope he never does hair versus those. hair i can't bear to see that fucker get cut off A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, I'm revving a motorbike. <laughs> I'm revving a motorbike. Hem, brim, 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 Who is that? Brimming their brim brims. Oh, look, it's some probably more Sousa music. It's only fucking Rick and Scott Steiner. Which what? no rebrand needed. No. No. The fucking Steiner brothers. Steiners. Fresh off their little jaunt through ECW in Japan. Mm. They're here. They're back for the first time since 1993. Mm. And Scotty's about to have his first ever Nitro match. Oh, my gosh. They've just had, they're, they're running the WWF that ended mid-94 when Vince went, I don't know what to do with two really good tag team wrestlers. They went to ECW, they went to Japan, and now here they are really back where they should always be. Like, they're very w, they're a WCW team through and through. Yeah, they're, they're, for me, they're like on the WCW <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if, if, if it had like 50 faces, but they're there. You know, like they're in that core. When I think of WCW, the Steiners are in it. Now, Bischoff is, is talking about the Nasty Boys as Rick and Scott are riding their motorbikes yeah. towards the ring. Um, saying that they were apparently beaten up backstage, and we and they're trying to get an update on them, but they're contemplating whether the Steiner brothers beat them up. I think they got the entrances the wrong way round. I think you should have had the Road Warriors come out first. 
we should all expect yeah. the nasty boys and then rim 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 Steiner. Yeah, because then you get them in the ring going, we didn't agree to this. What's yeah. going on? And it's it's maybe it was to avoid that trope, but at the same time, this was a time in wrestling where we didn't have to worry about shit like tropes. I so, don't mind tropes. No, anyway. I, I don't, don't mind I think, them. I don't mind. It's, I, it's really obvious. I don't mind when, that when, being it, the when it's when it's overdone. It does my fucking head in. Mm. But it, it's just like you know, it, there's a reason it works when it's used sparingly. Usually, when it is a trope. Yeah, and that's just a nice bit of nice bit of sparing use. But then at the same time, I feel like we've already had. Was it last week or the week before? I'm sure I've seen the Legion of Doom going. We didn't agree to this, so maybe it was just I don't know. They've last been, minute, they've been in the they've been in the mix a little bit with the uh, the tag team title picture. Yeah, or maybe it was just to get all of the cheers for them. Maybe. Uh, Hawk and Scott Steiner start Steiner's first Nitro match, as you say. Beefy boy exchange. I was just going to, can we just pause because my erection can't take <laughs> the disappointment of what this match is going to be. Because before we even talk about it, you know, it's just slapped on a Nitro mm. that you've got meat on meat. You've got beef on beef. You've got an absolute fucking like just deli sandwich of a match here. <laughs> but you know, it's not going to be as good as it would be on pay-per-view. No. And so my wrestle rage is just gone. <laughs> Completely gone, Tom. Is that the Chris Jericho I don't know about creation? yours, but, but my wrestle rage is gone. It's subsided. I mean, I like the fact they started with Hawk and Steiner. Yeah. And, you know, they throw down some big power moves, top rope clothesline. Yeah. Double it's everything you'd expect bomb. of them. Like, it, it's, it's just... If they brought it to a 10, you know they would have brought it to 11. Mm. Like, you know they would. But it, it's kind of the reintroduction match, isn't it? Big old just, here's everything we can do. They're a tag team that can go from Tenerife to Elevenerife. Yeah. Uh, Hawk tags Animal and Scott Steiner tags Brom Breaker's dad. Uh, Rick Steiner and Animal have a little bit of a beefy exchange. Top rope belly to belly from Steiner or belly to back. I always get them mixed up. Belly to belly. <sighs> belly to back. Because the one that Ken Shamrock used to do. So belly to belly, surely, is when you're facing each other. Belly, belly. And then you go, or is it landing on belly? That's what I mean. So then, because like, obviously, if you, if you turn and land Tom, on... Tom, you're breaking my brain. I usually don't question these things. And now, what's an atomic drop? What are we... How... how inverted or inverted? What convex makes... Or, convex what, or concave? What makes it a frog splash? Uh, you do a rivet motion like... Frog. Why clothesline? Why not like barn door? Big... Because a barn door would have like a long, would be basically all the way down. A clothesline is yeah, but when you got line. twenty-four inch pythons, that's like the size of a door. <laughs> the door line. <laughs> I'm sure it's called a clothesline because it was like it resembled a washing line coming. Why out. hurricane rana rather than a quick suck my dip flip? Because that's it's sort of. <laughs> I don't know, but now all I'm going to call it is a suck my dick flip. Because it's just like, hey, you what? Suck my dick flip. <laughs> I, that's you know what good shout yeah. I don't know why you know, I've never considered you, you've, 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 you've destroyed clip. my knowledge of wrestling now why is it the power bomb not just the the big old lift up droppy hard boy what was it <laughs> was it called the atom <laughs> smasher before the big old plant big old planty droppy arm boy the wadoom why is it called a suplex I, I'm assuming that comes from actual wrestling parlance as in uh, sporting suplex. parlance but it'll have a reason Hmm. My favorite call, though, is still just uh, whenever I listen to any Mexican uh, commentary, 
when you've got like if you watch CML or AAA, but it's just the plancher is always the fucking same. No matter who says it, it's always just plancher. It's fucking great. It's lovely stuff. Just great. Belly to bellies or belly to backs all over the shop. An LOD chant breaks out, much to the chagrin of WCW's legal team. Yeah. We must stop that. Uh, the crowd are willing the Road Warriors back into the fight. In a way, it was the smartest fucking thing he ever did renaming them. Yeah. Because, uh, oh my God. That's just got a Bischoff must have just been twitching every single time. Like, <laughs> you had to fight the urge to call them that as well all the time. Yeah. Sometimes they failed, uh, but not tonight they didn't. Uh, the Steiners are isolating Animal for ages. A barn door double down gives Animal the chance to hot tag it to Hawk. Can we just, uh, as well, they're still called Animal and Hawk, but what the fuck happened to the voice? Animal and Hawk. Animal and Hawk. They're still called Animal and Hawk, but again, in fitting with the rebrand, Steiners needed nothing, but the the, the LOD are now the pad lads. <laughs> pad lads. Because they wear pads and they're lads. Dick, uh, suck my dick flip to the pad lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see a suck my dick flip to a pad lad. Pad lads, pad lads. Yeah, it works. Or is it, yeah, like a Franken suck my dick flip. Though, Franken, is what we're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Scotty suck my dick flip. Um, so... <laughs> The, t- the tide turns once the tag comes in. Road Warriors land the get on me shoulders, ears of Barn Dawn, but from high up. <laughs> the flying half door. The flying, bar- <laughs> the flying half door, sometimes known as the doomsday device. Flying half door on me shoulders, lad. Got Fucking doors day device. Get me up top for a doors day device. <laughs> uh, a second one amounts to nout, but Scott lands a suck my dick flip onto animal. Hey, that's a Frankensteiner, actually. Oh, Frankenstein. There's a big difference. Frankensuck my dick flip. <laughs> uh, it is a Frankenstein. That is a different one. Uh, Scott Steiner lands a Doomsday Bulldog. Yeah. I like that. It was very nice, oh. especially the little pause beforehand of like the... Ooh. You are prone to getting fucked the fuck up with that one. This is what I mean. It's just like, I don't get why people can't stand beef on beef. I, it's just, look at it. Mm-hmm. Look at the chaos. However... As their bulldog is landed, Animal gets back onto the apron and hits Rick with... I had to rewind this a few times, and I believe it's the forearm pad or the knee pad from the pad lad's ring attire, entrance attire. It's a spike off one of the the shoulder pads, I believe, because I think it's in his hand, but they say it was one of the spikes, so I think he's yanked it out of the shoulder pad and gone down with it. And this allows Hawk to get back up and pin and make the three. <laughs> and Scotty, like, is stepping out of the ring as this is all happening, turns around, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sees Rick just covered. Uh, but yeah, second week in a row, Road Warriors have cheated to win. All I can say to this, all I wrote was, oh, fuck off. What a fucking rebrand. <laughs> You're getting bulky Argos skateboarding pads and ditching the shoulders, you cunts. <laughs> How dare you do that to the Steiners? <laughs> but no, almost it, a haiku. It's, it's been this sort of thing they've been running uh, just a little bit, isn't it? Where they, they keep saying like, you know, well, you know, they were one of the most dominant tag teams, but it's like they were one of the ta- most dominant tag teams. Or there was a little bit of ring rust, or they're really trying to kind of... Put the doubt in the viewer that this is the 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 road warriors of old, I guess. They're a bit more broken down. There's maybe not as much communication. But then they're getting in the ring and just killing it. Yeah. And then they eventually cheat to win, but they're getting in the ring and just being like, yeah, okay, we still do all of our stuff. But the, but the, the cheaty bit is kind of... Yeah, say, that, like... that's the bit to kind of put the pin in. Mm. Mean Gene catches up with the Steiners post-match. <laughs> well done. They're giving Scott a live mic. <laughs> Scott is just... <laughs> He's like, I'm here, Road Warriors, to face 
road warriors, the pad lads, road warriors. And he just kind of, he is just like, I am here, road warriors, to face the road warriors in the WCW against the road warriors. And he just keeps going back to his road warriors. Mm. It's so good. You are you said <laughs> the, the greatest. Ten, yeah, it's, and basically because the, the the story that he tells amongst saying road warriors all the time. Yeah, was that he, they basically followed the road warriors everywhere. Yeah, the WWF, Japan, and now back to WCW. Like we're we're tracking you down. One and fucking. So then it's a shame that you have to have the match now, rather than just the promo of them going, "We are here." It's a shame you couldn't have saved this for uncensored yeah. as a major debut and a barn burner of a match. Mm, that's that's the, but there's a lot of stuff going on and it makes sense. But the bigger question coming out of this match is who the fuck's that cunt with the white pony in the crowd? The one with the Ric Flair. Um, no, later there's, on. there's there's a guy there's a guy like uh, he stood around in a suit. I thought he was one of the security guys for the whole Pillman bit initially. Mm. But there's a few blokes in a suit and he's just got this like white pony. Like the, the most oh, open visual. <laughs> no, like the, the most like open visual metaphor you've ever seen. He's just looking off his face, holding a white <laughs> pony and just kind of giggling <laughs> toward the ring. And like, and then just chatting with his mates and just being like, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then the bigger question. Would it have been a dig at the horseman? Maybe, maybe, Ponyman. Ah. Uh, maybe, but, but the bigger question coming out of it is then, you know, that was supposed to be, of course, the nasty boys. Now you've given the company line. I have, which is bullshit. You oh, know, it's it? bullshit. Yes. They might have been fired last week, but it's not for the reasons that you specified, Tom. Right. In March of 1996, the U.S. military had a bit of a problem with its old nemesis, China. Um, Jody Law. Over the past year, China had been conducting a series of rapidly increasing missile tests and military exercises off the Taiwanese coast uh, toward Taiwan, uh, which sounds a little bit familiar, a little bit too close <laughs> to current <laughs> events. Uh, but in particular, China had been firing missiles into the Taiwan Strait. Uh, this was a step too far, and the U.S. government knew that they had to intervene. So they parked up a fuckload of boats in the strait in a dominant display of military power, and this was enough to force the Chinese government to admit that they were powerless to stop the U.S. aiding Taiwan. Problem solved. Nice. And that's that as far as the official story goes. But that is all it is, Tom. It's a story. Because we're more refined here, aren't we? We are. We're more gentlemanly. <laughs> I see more and more of you each week coming into my ats. And telling me that I've opened your eyes and that, you know, I've blown your your world apart in terms of Big Bovril and the, the, the Patriot missile, Randy Savage and Lex Luger, the washing machine. I um, recognize that the light in the distance on my field of vision is a Sam Driver truth bomb going off. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so you, every week you share with me your own hidden wrestling and Bovril truths. And I, for one, am glad that we're all standing together to say I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> so what the hell really happened? Well... The boats were simply a diversion, of course, because everyone knows that the USS Nimitz at the time was made out of paper mache on account of being beamed up by alien forces in 2004. Makes now, this doesn't have to make any sense on our plane of time because interdimensional beings and all that shit. Uh, what really happened was that the Nimitz passed through the strait and then, did you ever play Metal Gear Solid? Yes. Uh, so, you know, like the, the Solid Snake torpedo? Uh, so, yeah, it fired up two of these torpedoes toward Taiwan, except they were pedalo-powered because paper mache boat. Um, but inside those torpedoes, the nasty boys. 
That's where they fucking were, Tom. The fuck? So they make ground quickly, and in a display of shocking tag team dominance, they take the beach, then the country, then, sorry, then the county, then Beijing. Uh, there was next to no real resistance, and referee Randy Anderson was there to make sure no illegal weapons were being used in any of the bouts. Uh, it was like something out of a tokusatsu show. Uh, like a chop, suplexes, slams, just a place getting fucking wrecked. Uh, the Chinese president at the time, Zhang Zemin, I, I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly, uh, realizing that China was outmatched not just in naval ordnance, but more glaringly in a lack of tag team wrestling ability, decided to fall back. This led to him swearing revenge, and then a return date just wasn't ever booked, so now it's just one of those big, annoying wrestling what-ifs. Wow. But then after that, the US government didn't pay WCW for the loner, uh, and somehow the heat stemming from the whole incident landed at the feet of the Nasty Boys, and then they got suspended and then initially, well, initially suspended and then fired, as you said. Uh, they were tried and sentenced by the roster, but escaped, leaving behind this note and a 50-page plot outline for a weekend tea time action series. And the note, do you want to know what it said? Yes, please do. In 1996, a crack team, <laughs> crack tag team unit was sent to prison by a wrestler's court for a crime they didn't commit. Those men promptly escaped from a maximum security locker room to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by WCW, they survive as wrestlers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help you, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Nasty Boys. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that that's where they really went. They went to right. The so age. they 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 were they they left the week before. So that writes off like the initial firing thing. But then, of course, when the heat came back and the U.S. government didn't pay, they got blamed for it for some reason. So it was something to do with all the damage they caused. But essentially, yeah, they got fired. So there was already the cover story of them being fired, uh, and then they popped back up, and everybody was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And then they try to try him. It makes sense because knobs sags yep. is an anagram of um bs ba sorry no sorry it's not it's an anagram of bas bs gongs so ba being ba yeah. baracus mm -hmm. multiple ba baracai mm -hmm. it's bas <laughs> baracai fucking hell okay yeah uh, <laughs> what we were fed was bullshit and it won tv awards it won gongs the truth was there. All I have the time. derailed the entire fucking podcast. The truth. <laughs> the truth, the truth you can't was, handle the truth. The truth was there. It just you have to squeak. You have to squeegee clean your third eye. Yeah, just a little bit. The stairs right down Why the, the fucker open. Bloody hell! Yeah. So and actually, explains, nasty boys, American heroes. Isn't it funny how then they didn't turn up for ages until they went to you know famous patriotic TNA wrestling. Yeah, and they were in Hulk Hogan's big um, uh, big tour, which was, you know, the big wrestling tour thing down under. But that was also, you know, Security a cover. measure. That was a cover story. Yeah. Um, that oh, whole, that's when they were moving the missiles. That whole thing was a cover a cover story. So it, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Is it because, I mean, you, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it because they were moving the missiles across the borders? So therefore, in order to disguise it, hide it in plain sight, wrestling tour? No, well, there, there's, no, there's no border because it's Australia. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> just, they're all standing around this bus like this, like, 
Nobody look at the fucking bus. <laughs> Nobody. And it's just a giant fucking, like, uh, one of those huge missile transport things with just a bus printed on the side of it. And they're all just That's it. walking a... with their bags. Like, it's just definitely a bus. Terry's still on top, though. Of course he is. Fucking cowboy hat. Everyone's looking at Terry. Everyone look at Terry. Do not look at what's underneath Terry. Everyone look at Terry. Look at Terry. <laughs> Um, we get a plug for WCW Uncensored. We do. Uh, Hogan and Savage are going to fight through the Doomsday Cage. Oh, God. Are you ready? Oh, God. Are you all ready for the fucking Doomsday oh, Cage? Oh, God. That's happening in like two weeks. Yeah, it is. It's... it's um, <laughs> it's, it's up there as a fantastic idea, but... Is execution it, would can never ever be as never ever be as refined as the initial nugget of a dream can it never. it's just there's too much going on but we'll get there you've got all this to look forward to mm. good people at home we do get a little bit of an explainer at the end of the episode but do you have any theories send them my way classic at coldholic.com <laughs> or if you instead of instead of putting um instead of putting the i Instead of, the, instead of putting the L in Cultaholic, <laughs> swap it for a capital I. See where that email goes. Straight to the return inbox. <laughs> but, read, but read every word of what comes back on that. <laughs> I, I Something can't will say. be off. Something will be off. I can't say. I can't say. I remember somebody, somebody said to me about... There was, there was a story they, they were trying to push about a wrestler doing something terrible. Yeah. And uh, I said, I can't find anything online about what you're saying. And they went... You can't search online. Do some proper research. So, well, it's the same oh, as it's the same as go to the Library of Congress. Well, you've got, you... well, you got fucking you've got fucking what Putin going off about Satanism. You've got half of America just fucking screaming about anything that Eight Chan tells them and believes, like John F. Kennedy's coming back. Uh, sorry, JFK Junior is coming back. Uh, you, you, now they're off mates with Putin. Uh, but there's it's just one of these things where you have. All of these people, and then when you ask them, like especially the 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 letter anon people, I don't know if we can even still say it, uh, but that lot where it's like, oh, do your research. I did my research, and it's like, yes, where's your research? Send you a link, and the research is the sketchiest looking fake fucking website you've ever <laughs> yeah. seen, and it's like, yeah. But part of me thinks, do you know why this is happening? Because Facebook is like is such an integral part of it, but you know, like when we were sort of the first social media generation, we went through all the the really cringe, awful mistakes of like oversharing, putting too much stuff on there, really just ruining prospects and stuff for your life. And you know, thankfully, all those old services, you can you know, you could take down your Bebo account, you could take down your MySpace account, and all that before you moved over to Facebook. And like nearly everybody did it, but. I think by the time our parents' generation came in and the slightly older generation came into things, it was a bit like they're reaching like digital maturity much later than we are. Mm. So like we already did the whole crazy believe everything you read on the internet stuff while they went, don't believe everything you read on the internet. And now we're the ones going, don't believe everything you read on the internet. And they're like, no, but this guy on Facebook says there's definitely going to be an attack <laughs> on the shopping center next week. We're not going. And it's like, okay. And then what's going to happen after that? Well, then John F. Kennedy Jr. is coming back and don't believe everything you read in the internet. I'm doing research. Okay. <laughs> so I think, I think the, the older generation are digitally like children. That's an interesting thing. Whereas we are yeah. digitally like adults in that world. Yeah. Because they're, they're kind of new to it all still. 
and they don't retain the information as much. So I think they're more prone to just believe whatever people want to believe, I guess, um, because you can just find research that's going to support your own theories now about anything. Like, do you think that you, dogs should be made illegal? There's probably a web page out there that says, yes, let's it's make dogs illegal. It's confirmation bias Yeah, is what it is. If you go looking for a specific thing, you will disregard, you know, 50 no's and you'll get that one yes and you go, oh, there you go. Well, that's fine. That puts my mind at ease. Yeah. Which is, anything, you know, anything, anything to do with but then It becomes like a cult-like mentality, man. It's terrifying. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. it's alarming. Yeah. Uh, people just like buy into it and just buy stuff and just do it oh it's terrifying yeah. yeah it's weird if you ever want to just trick a bunch of a bunch of sort of um new to the internet adults on facebook simply use that bbc breaking for uh, oh yeah mail. yeah stick that on anything and then and i'll get then it sent to me yeah they'll complain to the bbc about it and they'll go yeah. oh my god and you go it doesn't even have the bbc logo and it. it just says breaking and they go yeah but it's yours don't you try and hide it now that had a bbc logo on it earlier you're digitally editing it and then that's it. So the world is doomed. I, I used to say, everybody, go buy an iFlash and an iPod, get a cabin in the fucking middle of nowhere, and hunker down. Because that's... that's what, Just make sure you've got good internet, and then you can always listen to this show. Yeah. And I can, I can, I can send the truth bombs out. Don't listen to any other cult. Listen to me. I've got all the real truth. So, so. <laughs> Everything else is rubbish. Please read Sam's GeoCities website. I, yeah, I might, make, I might make us all wear tracksuits. I've not decided yet. I feel like we need, you know, something to identify a hair, a hair rogue hair. There we go. Ooh. I think that was the government listening to you via Maybe that it hair. was. Oh, yeah, stamp that out quick. Quick, burn, big this, government. burn this whole building quick. <laughs> Just in case. Alex Wright! Uh, who I is promise! A promise! Promise! Who is now being rebranded to, now that's what I call German Wrestling Talent Volume 50. Oh, nice. Yeah. Three, three CDs. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to kind of say one because you know there's a lot of German wrestling talent that came before, and, and yeah, talent. like that held that flag aloft for years before people like Alex Wright would get the chance to kind of be a featured young star. One of the CDs is just, is just bad bones. Yeah. There's lots of him. Uh, he's facing Lex Luger tonight. Now Johnny B. Bad was supposed to face Alex Wright, but according to Bischoff. He's not feeling up to it. More on that in a bit. And you're thinking, oh, no, Bishop's going to be cunty for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he was. And Lex Luger is now known as Jefferson Steelflex. <laughs> Do you not think it suits him? <laughs> Old Jefferson Steelflex. Put him in a lumberjack shirt and a pair of blue jeans. Give him an axe. <laughs> Don't make it his gimmick, but just do a couple of shots of him for his Tron. Just go in. Jefferson Steel Flex. Getting low shots of him Thinking, pumping some iron. Sounds like he's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sings his theme. I wrestle shitty. <laughs> give him the... I wrestle shitty, I'm fucking <laughs> bad. I was going to say give him the Freddie Mercury mic with the half pole or just give him the Britney mic oh. and let him pump some iron on the way to the ring. I don't think we need a mic for what the noises that come out of Lex Luger's face. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Headlock! Yeah. Ha! Ha! Ah! Oof! It's like fucking like he's like he's he's like the subtitlist for Batman in the seventies. He's used to work in much bigger buildings. You leave Lex, yeah. sorry, Jefferson Steel Flex alone. Jefferson Steel Flex. <laughs> uh, Jefferson is the WCW Television Champion and one half of the WCW Tag Team Champions. He hands the belt to a stagehand as Wildcat Willie dances behind him. Oh, Yay! Wildcat, Wildcat Willie! Wildcat Willie, sight in. Come on, <laughs> come on, Wildcat Willie. 
Good to see WCW's mascot. Wrestling needs mascots again. It does. It really I does. But then, like, the what wrestling. the fuck is WWE going to make into a mascot? Because the, the thing is, WWE has turned its stars into its mascots, like a respectable company. That's bullshit. We need, like, a fucking rapping leopard or something. They do have a little robot at the start of Raw. The Rawbot. Is it is it, it a rapping leopard? Sadly, it's not a rapping leopard. I, I'm a, unless it's a bloke in a big suit, I don't care. <laughs> What's the it's rapping? like like you fucking like Newcastle Falcon, Flash Falcon, you know. Falcon, you, you know you, you need you need that gimmick. I remember when West Bromwich Albion got sponsored by Ideal Boilers. And Was that the team that got the fucking boiler? Boiler man. Oh. <laughs> boiler man. It was a man in a big... Oh. In a, dressed as a boiler. Genuinely just dressed as a boiler. Phenomenal. Just fucking, hello, I'm Central Heating. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's great because it's that sort of reverse PR where everyone goes, look how shit this is. But they're all sharing it and We're talking about it. And it. a click is a click is a click is a click is a click. That Thistle mascot that looks like a diseased But son. then the story behind that is a kid drew it. Exactly. Yeah. It's even better. So it's even better. I love him. Those two fight to the death. But before we carry on with the match, I just want to say, we cut to fucking Mean Gene, and it's an advert for the WCW hotline. Oh, shit, yes, yes. We cut to fucking Mean Gene being an absolute diddler in the cultaholic podcast sense of the word. I completely lost my words there. But he's just spying on people, him and Heenan, just hiding under a table, just poking their heads out with a little microphone going, <laughs> uh, or he's hiding in a coat rack or in a bush like a fucking deviant uh, and they're just collecting scoops and listening and eavesdropping and it's like hey call the number uh, so uh, it, it's just it's shit sure Stasiak got sacked for less yeah they. this is it's just Im- so, invading people's privacy but let's you go can th- call the number there Tom at 1-900-909-9900 hang on so, hang on, so, it's <laughs> so give me the number again one nine hundred. Yeah. Nine oh nine. Double nine. Double oh. You dialed an incorrect. Oh for God's sake! I want sake. scoops, Gene. How am I getting scoops off Gene? I if want he's not scoops, Gene. So uh, for this advert, so yeah, hiding in the locker room whilst the American males are talking. <laughs> Marcus Bagwell. Go- <laughs> I don't know if it was deliberate. But Gene's listed as Bagwell whilst gesturing to like his lower trousers was going, you seen the size of Harlem Heat lately? (laughs) (laughs) To which Scotty Riggs goes, I know, man, they're huge. Oh, fucking hell. Big bollocks on Harlem Heat, apparently. Marcus Bagwell had no problem with going, yeah, I'll be the guy that leaks people's cock sizes to (laughs) Meltzer. Yeah, that's me. They call you the big shoe. Uh, Yeah, Gene dressed as a waitress. Recording Sting and Johnny B. Bad under the desk. I imagine that was Johnny B. Bad's last. The waitress one Sting. is particularly creepy because <laughs> it, it's it's like the reverse shot reveal. So you just see a waitress come in, drop something down, turns around, and it's just me, Gene, with the fucking mustache. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, in a blonde wig. Like, what the fuck? Last thing I expected. The best bit was a Disco Inferno at poolside chatting up Kimberly whilst Mean Gene is in the pool with his goggles on, a microphone, and. <laughs> He, just, he like comes out from the water and he's playing a Jimmy Hart version of the Jaws theme <laughs> which is good mena, 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 mena. I, right it. what's stopping Sean Ross Sapp from recreating the- 
For the AEW, anybody, for the AEW locker in room. the scoops game. Just, yes, yeah, just Dave Meltzer, Sean Ross. Loads of shots of them just kind of hanging out like this. Yeah, I just, I would love that. In like a big 50s film noir detective collar. Just pop the collar real quick and hide behind a newspaper or whatever. With eye holes cut out. Yeah. So you can see... And the eye holes are but on the, the eye holes of like the the like the the president or something. It's just like and the top story of the paper is uh, wrestling journalist on the prowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's really the it. wrestling times. Really, yeah, the <laughs> Washington Post. I love it. I love that so much. <laughs> Let, that's I want. I want somebody in the scoops game to recreate that bad boy for us, please. <laughs> uh, Bischoff on commentary back to the match is ripping the piss out of Johnny B. Bad, claiming he couldn't hang where the big boys play. Just because he wanted to have a day off to spend some time with his daughter, then didn't get the day off, and they went, fuck you, we're not going to use you I anyway. just said, fuck you. Anyway, I've got 500 of your Frisbees, which means I don't have to do any cleaning up or washing dishes for the next year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to keep these. <laughs> in a quiche Lorraine off a of Frisbee going, I want this. Yeah, but if you think about it... <laughs> about it if as long as he leaves one in one window permanently open which yeah. can, do you know how cheap it was to live back then you could just do that and leave the heating on full time when he's done eating he can just fucking frisbee the cunt out the window well, better yet he puts the food on the frisbee he throws the frisbee out the window and he goes ah deliveroo <laughs> <laughs> all right the, oh he's out there having his food going oh man if only i had a straw and there's you going i've got you got 100 in here <laughs> yeah johnny <laughs> <laughs> ah, plastic. So much better than those shitty 50s paper straws. Oh, I like it where they all crumble while you're trying to enjoy a nice drink. Uh, leg scissors to leg Luger and a plancher from right to wrong, followed by a double axe handle. Uh, Jefferson is pushing back, though. It's a running knee. <laughs> Sends right outside. Military presses him. <laughs> no! Uh, once he's back in the ring, Lucas is getting annoyed for some reason. He starts paintbrushing Alex Wright. How <laughs> dare you have more ability and talent than me? Stop being quick! I make more money than you do. Just take a clothesline. Look at my pectorals. My pectorals are fucking brilliant. Watch them jiggle. Wright capitalizes on the frustration, getting the knees up to stop Lugas' corner charge. Drop kick, boom. Back elbow, boom. Back body drop, promise. Alex goes up to the top. Jimmy tries to push him off, but Wright says no, pushes Jimmy away. He does a cross body a few, only a few seconds later than he was expected to, but it's enough time for leg, for Jefferson to, to catch himself catch Alex Wright and then do a really shit like stun, a stun gun onto the so what top you, rope. So what you're saying here is that Jimmy Hart actually won two of the matches tonight. He so Jimmy Hart's record's did. gone up by two. This one does not go to Jefferson. Eat your heart out, Rick Springfield. He got the pin off that as well. Off yeah. Of Fucking Ridiculous. Uh, but then, so afterwards, Luger's furious that Jimmy Hart's even there. Like, what are you doing here, Jimmy? Get out of the ring! Why are you winning matches for me? God! I was running around him like Martin did to Nelson that time in The Simpsons. <laughs> and that's their whole shtick. Here's to the tale of Jefferson, the wrestler <laughs> I love so dear. Uh, Luke, leg, oh, leg. Leg and Alex. Yeah. Leg shutting down Alex right. Yeah. Uh, it's expected. It's fucking Lex Luger, isn't it? Like, it's... The, I mean, the thing is, with leg... The thing is with Leg yeah. is that, like, he struggles with, like, two storylines at one time. And now they've gone, here's a third! You're a champion again! I guess they... Stop overloading the guy who can't do... It, it, could they have taken the belt off Johnny B. Bad and put it on somebody else? Yeah, yes! But 
he is Mr. You know, he's he's the second in command in terms of the the USA contingent, right? Like it's it's Hogan then him, right? He's he's fucking and Duggan, I guess as well. But it, it's sort of he's somebody with a past as like a fucking US hero character. Maybe that weighed into it. Maybe it was just that Luger was the only person there on the day. Maybe that it could have been transferred to. But yeah, not ideal. Not ideal at all. We come to our main event of the evening. Hogan's heroes taking on the horse dungeon. Or Spartacus, my granddad, and my other granddad with Woman and Liz versus Super Yankee Hot Dog USA, the processed meat man, and the butthole buddy in a lumberjack match. <laughs> the butthole buddy. <laughs> it's better than booty man. I believe I bought one of those. <laughs> From a website of from a website of ill repute. It's <laughs> <laughs> lonely when I was living in New Wolverhampton. And making his way to the ring. The butthole buddy. <laughs> fuck. Out, out he comes like, fuck yeah. Just one bloke in the back going, oh, hello. <laughs> Good to see you. Brutus. Hope you, hope you win your match, Brutus. It's ball buddy now. <laughs> Call me by my new name. <laughs> it's butthole buddy. I just look like that guy. I'm different. Ass face. <laughs> Call me by my new name. All the lads are here. DDP, Conan, the Blue Bloods, the Road Warriors, Meng, the Barbarian, Dean Malenko, Hugh Morris, the Giant, Giant fucking Haystacks! I think you mean Loch Ness. Loch Haystacks! <laughs> <laughs> Spat something over there. Um... Uh, He's back, baby. And all the lumberjacks are in lumberjack uh, plaid. I yes, like this. And they all have a belt, I believe. Yes, they They've do. They've all got like a, a strap purposes. for to, to do some kinky whipping. Kinky whipping. Uh, the match is Don't just, come out the ring. That's a naughty naughty. You get a spank body. All your body's no. gonna be raw after. The giant this. will put you over his knee and he will smack your body raw. He was gonna do that to not lock Ness. So this is a shit match. Let's 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 Cut the cheese here. Um, Hogan's outside at one point. It's not even a fucking match. It's just a. It's, it's just a, chaos. It's just, it's just chaos. It ring a bell and shit just happens. No tags. Just everyone in at once. When the bell Which goes, tornado. Goes. I get. You know, it's lumberjack. Go for it. But like, it, it's just fuck me. That tornado tag plus lumberjack mm. plus trying to slot storylines in as we'll get to. Just oh my Jesus, titty fucking Christ. The one lumber. The one story in question is at one point. Uh, Giant holds Hogan so Flair can have a go. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Giant holds Hogan so Loch Ness can have a go. Hogan moves and <laughs> Thump. Haystacks lightly love taps Giant. And Loch Ness's reaction, right? <laughs> His reaction is, is, is akin to that. Someone who's just sat down and then the doorbell's gone. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 That was what I got. It wasn't like genuine. In fairness, it's a genuine reaction. If you like, if you, if you were there in that position and it was, you know, you you were the character as a person and you accidentally hit the giant, you'd be like, you wouldn't be, you'd either immediately go to groveling, which you can't do with your Loch Ness. You can't grovel. Not in front of a crowd. So he's just kind of got to go, oh, shit. (laughs) 
it. And of course, the giant takes umbrage with it. And so they have a big old brawl. And they fight to the back. Yes. To be continued. Let's get giant versus Loch Ness. I do. I kind of wish that they would just cut to them just against a wall standing still just going. <laughs> on each other no we don't even nice. get that so again but once again it means Loch Ness has not yet laid a hand on Hogan <laughs> despite the fact that he's there for Hogan he hasn't touched Hogan yet he was held back when he first got together <laughs> he got a promo and I'm gonna get you Hogan the first chance he got to hit Hogan he fucking misses imagine and it doesn't bother again but imagine the first time he touches Hogan it just leaves a mark and then that mark starts to spread all over his body <laughs> and it's just like this evil dark vein and that's and how it, the NWO is turns, formed it turns out that yeah that's how the NWO was, was formed but it turns out that, that Loch Ness was the only one with any true evil magical ability <laughs> in all of them no and one Sullivan's asked. just like oh fuck <laughs> why didn't you tell us you had magical ability no one asked I would have told you. It's not magic, it's just Bovril. So it's Bovril, Bovril power in it. Yeah, he touches him and just like Hogan goes, what's this, Hogan what's thinks this meat it's juice, evil. brother? That's why he won't let him near him. He's like, he just smells like meat juice. It smells like Bovril, brother. Let me tell you something, Bovril. He, he smells like that Argentinian town I went on holiday to. I'm going back there again, brother. I don't know. We should buy the Bovril plant. That's what we should do. Turn that into Cultaholic HQ. Be in the arse end of the world, in the middle of nowhere. But still make Bovril. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole place is fucking rigs. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll do Bovril, but we'll also up the slaughterhouses and we'll, we'll, we'll throw in, I don't know, what else smells? A tar factory. Oh. That all mixing together. Tar, meat, gristle. I'd like to. I'd like to open next to it, um, and just a burning rubber fire pit. <laughs> yeah. Can we also have uh, McDonald's Haggis Emporium next door? Yes. Yeah, very much so. Delicious. They have a broken oven and no working fridges or freezers, though, and it's hot. But a treadmill, but like a a, a, tre- a treadmill that just carries sheep. <laughs> they just fall in yeah. to this loop to this warm room, just straight into a deep no, fryer with no fridges. Yeah. Oh God, we'll all have headaches. <laughs> It's all right. We'll just get some. Um, Coming home from work. Hi, honey. I'm home. Well, if we if we buy down. up the if we buy up the entire city's um, uh, supply of of earbuds, we can just shove them up our nose. They have to go home to my wife, and she'll be. No, she'll be living. She'll be loving it. We'll all be living in Bovril. Everybody. She'll be loving it if I if I come. Everybody home. will be living in Bovril. I'll come home every day smelling a Bovril. She'll be all right with it. You won't be able to tell that you smell a Bovril because everything will smell like Bovril. That's true. And then eventually you'll go nose blind to it. Have you not seen the the Febreze adverts? It's a real thing. Buy Febreze, guys. Buy it. (laughs) You've gone nose blind. (laughs) We're just going to spray our Bovril Haggis Tire Fire. That should be a fragrance. With Febreze. If we make it a fragrance first and sell it, so we're gonna then, spread. then cultaholic fans will associate it with us, and so when they smell it on the wind, which of course we'll have, <laughs> we'll buy smell it on the wind. Well, what we'll do is we'll get every hovercraft in Argentina. <laughs> podcast falling asleep right you're fucked if that's the case because you'll go like they're talking about the main event and you'll shut your eyes for two minutes and they'll go right we'll get every hovercraft in argentina and you go i must have been asleep for hours right no 30 seconds so every hovercraft in argentina (laughs) uh, and we'll also get um what we'll we'll do is we'll just take over the government right (laughs) 
Um, by force if we have to, but we'll take over Why the government. Getting every hovercraft We'll turn all of Argentina into a wind country, right? <laughs> and we'll point all, even if it doesn't a work with the wind, it, even if it doesn't work with the wind, we'll point all of the fans because that's you know, the big wind fan things, turbines, that's it. Uh, we'll point them all toward the UK. <laughs> and then if we put them all along the beach with the hovercrafts inside the doors of the warehouse to blow the air immediately out, then it'll get caught by the turbines and then pushed over into the Atlantic, you know, and, and then carried by the wind. And then the world will smell like Bovril and they'll, they'll want to come to the plant, especially if we make the fragrance first because they'll smell it and they'll go, oh, reminds me of Cultaholic, that. I miss those boys. I'm just going to take a quick quick little 15-hour jaunt to Bovril, Argentina, and go hang out at the Cultaholic theme park. <laughs> If you, well, you need you need at least three because we've got to do the universal pricing structure. So there needs to be a kid-friendly one. There's got to be a general cultaholic theme park. And then we need Bovril, which is going to be our islands of adventure. So we'll just copy it. So instead of the Hulk, we'll have the Bov. And we'll just we'll just nick the rides. And we'll do... In, in, it tower, can start off as like... You the know, Tower of Bovril. It can start off as just like Some say a, they a haunted house. Tower of too much Bovril! <laughs> <laughs> Down you go! You are now about to enter the Bovril zone. <laughs> it's being dunked into Bovril. But coming back up really slowly. Yeah. Really fucking sticky. Yeah, you'd kind of you'd have to claw your way back out through it. And you you wanna hope it's not developed a skin, because you you're, you're done if that's the case. It's kinda of like getting out from under ice. But uh a lot more a lot more gooey. Uh, <laughs> I just I think I think the the floor in your plan is there will be people who go, oh, I like cold to high. Yeah, but the the, the turbines smell. generate power yeah. that powers the turbines no, to push the meat. The the uh, yeah, I know the 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 structure of uh, the island. I'm fine. But with. if you just stick your hand in your pocket, right, and you go up to the government, they don't know you've not got a gun in there. You can go right. I'm uh, president now. I'm not even against you take overthrowing right, look, the Argentinian Tom, Tom, government. I'm the lead host now. You oh, can't I mean, tell. That's, right? that's good shout. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It looks like uh, he's put his see? hand up his shirt, and I can't tell. It's, oh, it was his hand. Hand all it along. Looked like it might have been a gun. Yeah. See. No, you can just walk up and do it. But what were you going to say? My sorry? issue is. Yeah. That we can do the overthrowing. We can get all the hovercrafts in Argentina. Mm -hmm. But and there are going to be some people that go, oh, that smell reminds me of Cultaholic. I'll go to the theme park. Yeah. There will be a high amount of people on the planet that will go. Well, that smells disgusting. I don't want to get closer to the smell. I want to get further away. So what you do is you extradite them for any reason you can. If they've littered, <laughs> you send them to Bovril. And then what we do is we put them in Bantana the... Bovril. Well, we put them by um, our initial featured ride. So, of course, it's going to take years to build the theme parks so up. They, so they, our, they go our, into the island anyway. Our first featured ride is like, you ever seen the Bush Gardens adverts? Never beat the Bush Gardens. Looks fucking banging. But they've got a, a fucking roller coaster that goes through some water, right? And splashes up a bit like a log flume. What we do is we get all of those people who don't want to be there, and we put them directly in the splash zone of the hot Bovril splash. Oh, Christ. You don't want to be there? Okay, well, for that, you are going there, and you're going to... You're going to be permanently Bovril-smelled forever, because there's no way you're going to get the smell of warm, hot Bovril off you. That's going to seep into your pores forever. You'll become a meat man. <laughs> all woman. All yeah. non-binary. There is no... There's equal opportunity... For hatred yeah. of Bovril. And the thing is, once we take over the government, you've got to think about the generous government grants we can form by just taking money off everybody who really needs it. And right. then what we can do is then offer that money to WWE and tell them to fuck off the Saudi deal, get the fucking Bovril deal on the go. <laughs> okay. So we're not doing Saudi Arabia, we're doing Bovril. Bovril Corbin. Better human rights. 
and we go, okay, come on over, Bovril. You know, we can just rebrand all the wrestlers for our own audience because once we're there and Kevin Dunn's there in the truck again, hand up the shirt. Oh, he's doing right? it again. He's done it Change again. the name. He's, Change, he's not Baron Corbin anymore. He's Bovril Corbin. And, and Kev's going to go, yeah. Sasha what Bovril. Whatever you say. Triple Bov. I'm, I'm, I thought I'm glad that Sasha's back. Uh, but yeah. yes, I'll call it Sasha Bovril. Yeah, you know, you just kind of... It'll work. It'll work. Yeah. And then we'll maybe, maybe, maybe make our own version of Lego out of Bovril, like cubes. So freeze. Where are we going to freeze? We've got to, we've got but to work like, We need our own like Bovril Lego land, but we need to make the Lego product first. So, okay, and so I'm not fucking having Mega Blocks. We're not partnering up with Mega Blocks. No, it's there's bullshit. There's got to be Lego. Yeah. Because WWE partnered up with Mega Blocks and look where they are. Yeah, that's true. What if, what if, what if, what if Lego <laughs> don't want to work with us? What's your strategy? You walk into Denmark, right? Yeah. yeah. And you just put your hand up your shirt. Ah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Hand up the shirt. Oh, fuck. He's got it. He's got a gun. Yeah, yeah. sure. We'll make some Bovril Lego for you, mister. We offer to uh, take Thank Lars von Trier to... off their hands and then we just push him into the sea. <laughs> don't, don't. take him to Bovril Island? We could. We all agree to make some films, but not crap ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that, That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, the main event is shite for this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hogan wins with a leg drop onto Flair, because, of course, Hogan pins the champion. Yeah, of course. After basically five to seven minutes of whipping. Uh, the Diamond Doll comes out at one point with flowers because she really fancies the booty man. Yeah. That's a story that we and are they, continuing it, to push. That, can we just say how awkward that is? Because she's initially shown after, like, the um, the brawl. And I get she's got to be shown, but why would you put her on the ramp? I get it's the diamond doll and everything, and you don't want it to look like a fan, but like you could have her at ringside or something where she's closer to it, mm. where she could maybe be closer to him so that she can be closer to kind of the action and, and maybe give him the flowers or whatever. Mm. But Or even have her come down toward ringside. I know there's a load of scary lumberjacks there and stuff brawling, but you don't have to come all the way down the ramp, but she's just sort of at the top of the ramp just where the crowd sort of starts, and she's just like, like smiling away. Looks lovely, smiling, happy, like just waiting and staring at a, a fucking uh, butthole buddy. But it, it's 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 just awkward. It yeah, really that was weird. that was all I kind of took from it. Was just a bit like this is a weird shot. Mm. Uh, Yankee hot dog chases off uh, Spartacus, Elizabeth, and woman. Uh, as uh, Savage and the Booty Man, sorry, uh, Butthole Buddy <laughs> and yes. um, Processed Meat Man uh, keep the lumberjacks at bay, apparently. The lumberjacks are going to get them, but most of them are baby faces, so that's fine. Yeah, most of them are just chill blokes. They eventually leave, and then Sullivan uh, and Flair are back in the ring. Flair's back after being chased away by Hogan. Yeah. With Woman and Elizabeth. And Kevin Sullivan and Arn Anderson and Gene has a chat with them. Yeah, right. And Sullivan, <laughs> Sullivan tells Hogan that he'll have to go through four cages that contains <laughs> Arn Sullivan, the reluctant Lex Luger. Let's add another fucking story to Lex Luger. Look, if you throw enough, get shit, the ball to Tucker. If you throw enough shit at the wall, something will eventually stick. That man is covered in shit. Look, he needs to grow a ponytail <laughs> and start wearing red, and then he'll get interesting. But it takes a long time to get there. So Luger's in this match as well, and Ric Flair, uh, weird promo stuff, and Arn saves it by saying, when you marry someone, you tell God till death do us part. We've been married to Hogan and Savage for 10 weeks now. Tonight, you had an uncensored little bitty piece. This won't be over till death do us part. He says, while standing next to Randy Savage's ex-wife. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and they, they kind of play off that toward the end of the promo as well, don't they? Mm-hmm. 
They do, because Flair says, look, you can beat up the Taskmaster, you can beat up Double A, you can whip the Nature Boy, but you can't ever touch Woman or Elizabeth. Flair then starts strutting, calling out Savage. Woman just grabs the mic and goes, Savage, he's got your woman. You you have a lot more detail than I did in my notes for this, because I just wrote, my granddad goes off on Hogan talking about the Triple Cage, Doom, and the end of Yankee Hot Dog Mania. My other granddad then talks about getting married to the process meat man. Spartacus then goes off about nobody touching woman, and then he runs the ropes and touches woman, and then sings the Bray Wyatt song. Yes. It was a pretty all right night, to be honest. Yes, he sings, you got, I've got the whole world in my hands, yeah. in the night. And that's Nitro. Well done, everybody. Thoughts on the show? <laughs> what the fuck is... No, <laughs> just it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's just sort of... It's a menagerie of nonsense they 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 really like to to sell the chaos leading into a pay-per-view don't they so it's like their build isn't just confined to a go-home show they they really really are trying to drill that hype in uh in the weeks leading up they're always making sure to mention it so i guess it's just how they structure their stuff Mm. and it feels a little alien now but uh it does feel like it kind of goes on forever yeah like it's like you were talking about this last week and the week before and the week before and finally next week you'll have another match and nothing will be resolved and then the week after you'll talk about it again <laughs> we're nearly at a point where the story will start moving along i think we'll get past uncensored there yeah there's a bit of a starts bit of to a change. Uh, starts to yeah freshen up a bit we we will see uh, and we'll be back with you next week classic at cultaholic.com uh, thoughts concerns questions bovril suggestions and truths and truth bombs for Sam Driver as well. And I met, you need to make sure you do your research, right? Yeah. Find every website and then disregard it. Find the one that tells you what you want to hear. And oh, you yes. tell me what that website tells you. Get that on a tea towel, mate. It's quite deep, that is. <laughs> <laughs> he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we are at Coldholic on Twitter. Hovercraft. Every hovercraft in Argentina. <laughs>are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.